You are now listening to the Checkers Podcast. This is a big check. A very big check. Wake up, folks. You ain't never on the big checklist. So now, let me tell you about the talk of the town. What's the talk of the town? This is the checkpoint. Hello everyone, welcome back to the Checkers Podcast. This is your host, Superstar Dre. I'm here with my co-host. AJ the Diva, please believe her. Okay, and welcome to episode 38. And Lord, let it please be great. Because Lord, child. The people need it. Yeah, we do. So we are like in a whole new little setup, right? We're like by the window. Mm-hmm. We catching a nice little view. This is a new day that we are recording. A lot of new things. Definitely. It's so new that I'm even leading our little spiritual notes, our little motivational things. Mm-hmm. Y'all know I don't be doing this, child. <laughs> However, one thing I do follow and believe in is the motherfucking stars. And astrology. And astrology and horoscopes. I believe in all that shit. Okay? So as of May 11th, we are entering the new moon in Taurus. Mm-hmm. And what does that mean? This moon is, this lunar cycle is all about empowerment and radical self-care. Wow. Okay? And so Taurus energy is all about self-care that preserves your energy for what you truly value, setting boundaries, and not neglecting your well-being for the comfort of others. Wow. Speak to it okay so by putting yourself first is the ultimate form of self-care and basically this new moon in taurus is urging us all to break out of anything and any limiting situations that you know don't really connect us and serve us i love that and so do what you will with that that just means that taurus bitches are fucking selfish but damn yeah you put it like that i love the moon (laughs) (laughs) When you put it like that, but honestly, for a person that has a hard time, you know, carving out time for themselves, this is something that I am practicing in my day-to-day life, regardless of what mood we are in. 100%. You know, do what you please with that. And now we're going to segue into our check-in with our congrats, celebrations, and condolences. Okay. Y'all, my stepson was revealed. Why what are you talking about? Why would you look at me blank face like that? Because I want to know who you're talking about. Meek Mill's youngest son, oh, baby Cesar. That's mm. my stepson. I'm playing stepmommy for them two kids. Does Milano know? She could find out on the back end. <laughs> like you can find out about her, right? <laughs> so, um, I believe last week was... Meek Bill had a lot to celebrate. It was his birthday. Then the it was baby's birthday. Then it was baby Cesar's birthday. He turned one, and he was with family and all the other stuff, and it seemed really cute. So happy birthday, Cesar! You're so cute. Yeah. Love that. Um, congratulations to Safari and Erica Mina on baby number two. That's great for them. Um, did we touch on them last week? No. With Wendy. No. Oh, child. Yeah. Well, Wendy said that babies don't help keep a marriage. So. And that's. A hundred percent accurate. Just you know. You know, but yeah. Ever never mind. I'm a congratulations. I'm not. (laughs) I'm not. I'm not gonna do it. But what I will say is that 
to be carrying a child, you should not be that evil in what you say to another woman. Because you don't want your child to be bearing that evilness. Like she Or to really, look like that woman. Child, deep yeah. dark criminal link. Okay. Yikes. Um, prayers to Tink. Tink recently revealed, I believe like the other day, um, that he is going completely deaf in his right ear. That's so sad. And like, think about like being like a musician and like It's like vocalist. Foxy Brown. Oh my god, yes. Yeah. That's oh so sad. Oh my goodness. Yeah, so you know, he took to Instagram and shared that news and um you know, hopefully it'll be just get more awareness around like, you know, death disability. Yeah, yeah, and auditory things as well. So, you know, praise to him. Yeah. I wonder if that comes from like him just being in the studio, like blasting music. On the motherfucking big ass speakers. Yeah. Yikes. Definitely prayers to him. Um, also, congrats to Destiny Paris James. She received 50K from Drake and his whole... Remember the God's Plan video? Yeah. When he gave the budget away to, like, people to do things? Yeah. God's Plan? Yeah. And um, she recently graduated with her master's from UNC. Um, the 50K that she received from him she used to go to um university of miami let's go queen so shout out to her hopefully she could get a job because you know how it goes even once your master is hard to get work they want you a phd now it's a big thing and i'm not playing that game (laughs) don't don't (laughs) like um did you see biden recently announced that he's requiring people who are on unemployment to like get whatever jobs that they're given well, since we benefits. hit this little talking point, yeah. have you seen on social media the whole thing about like restaurants and stuff talking about like we are closed because we don't have workers? Oh. And like the whole pay and things of that nature. I didn't. Listen, let me tell y'all something real quick. Y'all better get to it. The country is back open. They want everything back in blood. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We had a fun year. Yeah. They getting it back in blood. So this is that season. You better get in where you motherfucking fit in, and that little list of them PP loans going around, child. Did you see? There's a site now, and you can Tap search in. for people. Tap and in. Search for. I seen a couple businesses. of my neighbors on there. Oh, talking wow. about a cosmetic line. You upstairs. You don't own nothing cosmetic. <laughs> <laughs> it's a house full of niggas upstairs. Wow. Confused. Yikes. Wow. But you know you owe twenty k, but. Mm. Yikes! Um, it's, y'all better be fucking careful too with these PPP loans because what's his name? Baby Blue, the one that just got shot. Child. He's also going to jail for that shit. So. But he's too busy laid up in the hospital bed talking about make me the most famous rapper, boy. Please. You got bigger fish to fry. Please. <laughs> Worry about the soap. <laughs> <laughs> and it ain't dumb. Okay. Okay. Um. Also, prayers to the people of Palestine. Mm-hmm. It's currently a big thing going on between Israel and Palestine. Palestine or Palestine? I believe it's Palestine. Pal- and then we call the people Palestinians? Yeah. Okay. It's a big thing going on. A couple of like my old coworkers from when I worked at IBM, like they moved to fucking Israel. Mm. Why? I have no idea. They be loving it there though. But now, like they posting fucking um, the alarms going off in the middle of the night. They have to like run. Are they Israeli see. or Palestine? Or They're from fucking America. To run, like they just live They're in whites? Israel. Yeah. Oh. So it's a big thing. Um, 
Rihanna yeah. actually received a bunch of backlash because she... Rihanna. Yeah, she really thinks that she's... What she do? She's a philanthropist. She's a fucking musician. No, she actually <laughs> is a fucking entrepreneur at this point. We could give her that stuff, title. But all she does sweetie, is sell us fucking lip gloss, makeup, and fucking lingerie. And pictures. Yes. Yeah, you need to just stay in that pocket because you trying to be this philanthropist... Or this, it's just not working in your favor. She um. But that's posted, what the diamond ball is about, philanthropy, and like world causes and stuff. She needs to stay in her fucking body, is mm-hmm. what it's giving. Because she posted, um, my heart is breaking with the violence I'm seeing displayed between Israel and Palestine. I can't bear to see it. Innocent Israeli and Palestinian children are hiding in bomb shelters. Over 40 lives lost in Gaza alone. At least 13 of whom were also innocent children. There needs to be some kind of resolve. We are sadly watching innocent people die. And um, pretty much she received a bunch of backlash from black Twitter, of course, and just Twitter in general. Um, Someone posted, Rihanna, why the fuck would you post that? Um, someone posted, hey, Rihanna, Palestinians don't have bomb shelters. We don't have protection. There is no shelter. Palestinians in Gaza have nowhere to hide and nowhere to go. Palestinians have no military, no nuclear weapons. We're not bankrolled by billions of U.S. dollars. Mm-hmm. Happy to discuss. So it's a big thing. She pretty much just stepped into some shit. Can I, like, add a little context? Of course you can. So, um... At my job in one of our staff meetings, um, one of my coworkers spoke about the Israeli-Palestinian the Palestinian conflict, right? Right. And essentially, what she shared was that there's a lot of misinformation. Clearly. Right? They think that this is a conflict over religion, and it's not. It's colonization. Israelis have gone and basically... Israelis are the oppressors, and Palestinians are the oppressed. Like the white and black people, basically. Yeah, and essentially, Israelis have come to their land to colonize and take over. And this is not a conflict over religion. It's colonization. Mm. And that the U.S. and a lot of other countries actually fund, you know, Israeli military and other things for them to basically ethnic cleanse. Wow. And, you know all these horrific things that are happening. So, you know, it's a lot of misinformation. And when you're a celebrity, I, you have a responsibility to, like, I think, to speak out on, you know, nationwide events and things of that nature. But you have to be sure that you have the proper knowledge. 100%. Because then you end up being, you know... stupid. Yeah, and, like, I think Rihanna obviously meant well because she speaks out about a lot of social things. But this is a matter of, you know... I remember being in high school being taught about the Israeli-Palestine conflict and thinking that it was just over religion. And that was, what, Inaccurate. 10 years ago. Yeah. And now I'm just finding out in my staff meeting that that's not the case. Yeah. So. I feel like mm-hmm. on top of all of that, who, like, I don't think she said anything wrong. But I feel like, again, like, it's just misinformation and you trying to present yourself as this you know, global mm. leader of everything peaceful and everything right. You know, so it's just like... Child, she was better off just reposting a little 
Um, Pray for Palestine uh-huh. or whatever is going on. Like you should like just donate kept that. here or something. Yeah, or child. you should have donated. You know, like yeah. You want to say, come on, but um, also there's currently like a gasoline shortage in the south. Child. It's a big thing. Apparently, like somebody tapped into some line, like a cyber line, and they like cut off the gasoline. So like gasoline prices. In Atlanta, I saw it was like ten dollars a gallon. No, yeah, no. bitch, it's what? It's a big thing. People have fucking plastic bags filling it up with fucking gasoline, and like you can't fucking do that. You like, <laughs> wait, what? I will send you the picture right now. Like, plastic bags plastic carrying bag. gasoline to their car. Yes. So how are they gonna get it out the car into? The, how are they gonna get it out the bag into the car? No, so I'm saying like, what if the fucking like you just never what know what the fucking. What if you fucking white a fucking hookah? <laughs> not a hookah, a Think cigarette were, or something. You were up in fucking flames. Look at this shit. You cannot do stuff like that. Look that is that. so dangerous. A plastic bag. Y'all ghetto for not having the little thing in the, in the, in the back of y'all trunk. Exactly. Like, that is ghetto. Mad stupid. Yeah, the fucking gasoline I saw, is I leaking saw a out. Waiter. She's so pissed. Pissed off. Pissed off. But on top of it too, like I feel like if anything, this is supposed to wake us up to get the fucking electric cars. Because look at this shit. Like, is that my best thing? The Tesla. Okay. Um. Also, the CDC recently announced <laughs> that fully vaccinated people won't have to wear a mask. Period. Um. It's a big thing right now. It recently released, like within like an hour ago. Mm-hmm. But you're still supposed to wear your mask, like while in public areas, like if you're on the subway, the bus, plane, you just have to wear a mask. But I'm getting my second vaccine tomorrow. So. Moderna mommy. I don't have to think about this anymore, you know. I guess. I feel like my thing... Okay, I, I'm not vaccinated as of yet. Oh, my God. I plan on getting vaccinated. Um, but I'm just not rushing it. I'm just out um, here raw dogging. <laughs> <laughs> raw dog would be with no mask. I keep a mask on me. I keep that thing on me. <laughs> Uh, raw dogging is crazy. Raw dog in the air. <laughs> you just never know. No, but what I want to say is that even if when I am vaccinated, let's be clear, certain things, I'm going to keep this mask shit. Like, I feel like literally, like, why was I never wearing a mask going to the fucking airport? The airport's fucking disgusting. Like, yeah. why was I never wearing a mask? Like, why isn't my waiter or waitress wearing a mask bringing out my fucking food? Yeah. We need to keep masks in certain situations, especially on public transportation. Oh, yeah. Because y'all niggas is disgusting. So, oh I'm going to keep my mask on. But, I mean, good for, you know, fully vaccinated people. However, my only problem when the CDC makes these announcements is that I just feel like speaking to the to the ig- ig- ignorant folks oh. Oh. of our country and society is that they feel like, oh, I can no longer wear a mask as well. So that's the fucked up part about it. Because I yeah. read this, and so because I know that I'm not vaxxed, I'm going to keep my mask on, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like other people see this and think that it's a free fall for them as well, whether yeah. or not they're vaxxed or not. So that's the, you know, that's the tricky part. But apparently about 50% of adults are vaccinated, so wow. that's really good. I feel like, too, like... For those people, like, I would really be weary because, like, you just never know, like, you know? Yeah. So, it's whatever. Also, too, like, you have to wear your mask if you're going to see, like, any old people, like, their retirement homes and mm-hmm. hospitals and things like that. You have to wear a mask. Like, it's mandatory. 
But let's just transition over into new music. Y'all, new music is going to look a little different now since we are recording on Thursdays. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we're going to give y'all what we can give y'all, you know? Absolutely. Um, We're going to start with... I'm not even sure if this song is new. Actually, I believe... I, don't, I think this song may have came out back in March. That's when I did my little research. That's when I first saw it. Um, But... This might be the song of the summer no shade. I'm dragging it. You think so? I think I just love it so much, and I love when the guys be like getting light and dancing to it. But Gallus by Capella Gray. I don't know anything about this man. I don't know who he is, what he looks like. I don't know anything. But this <laughs> song is not even two minutes long. It is so fucking catchy, and it reminds me of like a Fetty Wap. Okay. Like, that's what it reminds me of. Like, it's very catchy, very... This is real cute. Like, it has a good balance of, like, you know, a reggae feel, but it's, like, R&B and rap. He just has a lot of moving pieces going on. Yeah. But this is the song right here. Like, this is cute. Like... I don't really know if I like it all the way. Like, it definitely gives me... a little more listen. Like, a Sean Kingston type of vibe. Like, that... <laughs> Jamaican, who's first generation American, who's trying to like. Ayo, <laughs> hey, Sean. Yeah. You Mr. Kingston. So, <laughs> I don't know, you know, a couple months we might be singing this tune, but. I feel like summertime opening, you're definitely going to hear this out in the spot. You think so? Yeah, for sure. You know, you know where you, you know, you be, you know, you be out. Yeah, we're we going to see. Mm-hmm. Um, next, we also have, I finally got around to listening to. Jay Critch. So funny story. Apparently, I went to high school with Jay Critch. What? And I and I only say apparently because I cannot place this nigga's face inside of my high school at all. Mm-hmm. But I talked to people from my high school. And they know him. Yeah, and they were like, no, like he was dead ass there with us. And I was like, wow, where was I? That's how I feel about a book game. Like, mm, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but <laughs> Jay Critch released. Um, I don't. I guess he. It's. I'm not sure if it's an album, a mixtape, an EP. It's called Critch Tape. Um, I personally enjoy Jay Critch. I just feel like he just makes the same type of songs over and over, so it begins to get a little bit exhausting to listen to. And this project is, I think it's about like 20 songs, but honestly. I only saved the songs that had the stars next to it. Dead. <laughs> I did. Um, I really liked his um, feature with Little TJ. Him and Little TJ do a lot of collabs. And um, he got a song with Fabio on it that y'all should check out. People like Fabio. Fabio was good on features. It is what it is. But, you know, nobody's checking for Fabio in the flesh. Dead. I mean, I guess we could touch on a, another Young and May and Fabio has a song out. And they put out a video. I did not care. Young and May, I feel like you missed your mark. Like, your time is up. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> I mean, I still want you to clip, but... Not to clip. Baby. Dead. But the music thing is like, I'm just so... She put out... She had her hot song, Ooh. Back right? in the days. Yes. And yeah. then she put out a little, like, six-song EP that was cute. And then after that, we never got an album. I don't know if it was a label situation or what, but we never got really it. she can rap, but... She can rap, but it's like she never capitalized Hot. on her moment. Yeah. Like, you were supposed to hit the ground running. 
And then niggas be mad at Sweetie because she keeps sampling everything. Yeah. But that's what we have with new music right now. Yikes. Um, we are waiting on the queen. Yeah. We tried to sneak the bad guy. <laughs> hey, yo. <laughs> nah, not Nikki almost running, running, running over the guy recording her. <laughs> that bitch can't drive. Was that drop. Tay? <laughs> oh, it might have been Tay. Tay got so skinny. He looks sick. Ooh. I haven't seen his body. You haven't seen the pictures? Mm-mm. Yeah, man, skinny. That bitch probably got a, a fucking 360 light bulb. Mm, probably. I wouldn't put it past him. <laughs> Yikes. Um, also on the way, Young Blue featuring Chloe and Wale. Um, I think it That's really gonna be some shit. It really is. It definitely is. Young Blue? Ooh. Chloe 8. So, I'm looking forward to that. Ciao. And Wale, you know, he's good for some poetry. So, that right. should be a goodie. Cash still has something cooking up. J. Cole has an album on the way. Are you looking forward to that? I was just talking about J. Cole. So, I'm not the I'm not a J. Cole stan. Same. Um, I do have most of his albums. And I, like, hands, I hand select the songs that I like and I keep on my thing. Like, I can appreciate what it is. I think he's very talented. Like, I just absolutely. think he's dirty. What? Because he wearing wow. Just how he looks. He just looks so. Because he not so, in Dior. He just looks so. He be looking pure. <laughs> <laughs> he got that bag on him. He's a family man. You said you, it. You need to. <laughs> but you would think it. <laughs> I'm crying. He looks so dirty. I love J Cole. He's I mean, giving I, homeless. I'm just not. He be, <laughs> yo, he be in the jorts. It's the dreads for with me. With the fucking Birkenstocks and then the oversized. He be killing me with And let's be very clear. Mugs. Birkenstocks are very comfortable. However, sweetheart, you can wash your face. <laughs> you can comb your hair. You can powder up. <laughs> <laughs> Not powder up. <laughs> That's the name of the episode. <laughs> powder up. <laughs> you can powder oh, up, mama. For you to wake up and just come outside like I'm here, like it's disgusting. You don't be giving a fuck. He's like he smell. Yeah. I don't know. Anyways, I say all that to say is that <laughs> I I appreciate J Cole and his craft. I think he released two um, freestyles. He was at some radio station. He released some freestyles that. Yo, know, when you said craft, I just picture him with like craft slices in his pocket. <laughs> <laughs> Not fucking craft cheese. Oh my god. Man, um, I'm fucking dirty. Like, bitch, go take a bath. He's giving Neo so whole. Like, that's he's what he is. He's broke, nasty, and disgusting. Well, he ain't broke now. Let's I mean, he's not broke, but you can't look like that. The rich white people don't even look like that. They when look they like school shooters. <laughs> <laughs> So let's let's not do that. They be having it on them. Light the incense. <laughs> Yo, I get little baby and little Dirk on the way. Um, that's coming Memorial Day weekend. So if you're not outside, you better motherfucking get outside. Hello. The voice, the hero. The, the streets, the trenches. I can't wait. Let me tell you, if this project is anywhere near. Remember when Little Baby and Gunna did their project? If it's anywhere near that, that this it might be the project for the fucking summer. 
Meek also alluded to some music this summer as well. Nigga, you better too. Because if Lil Baby and Dirt come out, I'm not sure. I'm yeah. not sure. You got to be coming with some shit. Is this it project... time for Meek to retire? Because I'm ready for Meek to retire. I'm sorry. I'm not gonna, sorry, actually. Fuck gonna, him. Okay, we're going to get into him a little bit later. Please, keep it on the playground. I'm you always want to come for him. I'm just exhausted at this point. Like, Literally, you are so rude. <laughs> he, he's like 40, 50, right? No! <laughs> 40, 50? He's like 30. Stop. You are enough. <laughs> I cannot even do. Oh, my God. Literally, can't even do with you. Please. Anyways, we're going to segue over into our checkup portion. And boy, do we have a lot to check up on with y'all, okay? A lot. Starting with, um, I believe last podcast, or maybe a couple podcasts ago, we um, spoke about Quando Rondo's little interview series with Angela Yee. She looks so uncomfortable. As she should. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, And, you know, a lot of people from... Kings Vaughn Camp and affiliates were not really too pleased about, you know, Rondo's interviews. Yeah. Um, I say this to say is that um, I believe like a week ago, Quando Rondo and his entourage was caught in a little exchange of gunfire. It was quite um, like it. Yeah, yeah, they were. <laughs> <laughs> um, Did you see the concert when all his whole entourage was on the stage and it was like five people in the audience? Buck his ass, I wish he would come. People are afraid to support. Like, it's bad. Did you hear what Dirk said on the song? Yikes. There's a YouTube video that has, that is like, all of the true, like, all of Dirk's lyrics that, that, that are true. Wow, that was one of them. <laughs> Yikes. Anyways, so Quando Rondo and his entourage was caught in some little gunfire. Not not little. At all. <laughs> um, at a Georgia deli. And his bodyguard, I believe, was wounded. He was shot in his hand. And um, um but that's, what not, you, that's what you get paid to do, right? Shit, not for no Quando Rondo. How much is the motherfucking salary? You signed up. Dummy. <laughs> was it worth it, dummy? <laughs> so your soul. <laughs> Um, and so there's not much details around this. We know that Quando and his crew, they was in a parking lot. Um, and that police believe that the shooter opened fired from like across the road or even from the highway. So it's given wow. very much so drive by. Um, yes. Quando was not hit. But like I said, his bodyguard um, was shot in the hand. And he received treatment at a local hospital. Um, and of course... You know, this, you know, media is reporting this um, in conjunction to the fatal night that King Vaughn was killed. And so... Honestly, like, I feel like he just needs to go remote. You know, and that's probably hard to do because you're a struggling artist. And, you know, you're trying to make ends meet. But you're going to die at this rate. Like, you're posting on social media. You're doing shows. Or you better get that Takashi package. It's, it's a different tax bracket, sweetheart, because Takashi's selling out shows. Like, I saw a concert packed in Florida, Tampa, I believe. Mm. Packed. He's, throwing, he's jumping in the crowd. He's safe. 
He's very sad. The streets are done. I hate, <laughs> like, I hate the what you did. The streets is really done. The streets is real done because even Old Block is up for sale. Did you see that? <laughs> but Dirk. <laughs> Old Block up for sale. Stop it because they just get back to Dirk and we laughing. Don't do that. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, don't be doing that. Old Block Dirk is up for sale. Dirk said that he going to buy it no matter how much the cost. Hopefully the that hero. check is big. The hero. So we can put him on a big checklist. But other than that. Listen, he did give... Old block yeah. is up for sale. Up. <laughs> and it's stuck. Yeah. You should have been in a known to buy back the block. Period, pool. So that Trust just lets me. me know that it's giving safe. Truthfully. But honestly, the streets is not the same. You know, unless you're in New York. I hate to see it. Y'all know street justice is still in effect with me to the end of time. <laughs> so, so I don't know what the fuck y'all got going on elsewhere. But just know when you cross me, you lost me. That's not given. Period. It is for me. <laughs> it's always giving for me. Let's be clear. And I'm not going to incriminate nobody, but just know. It's not given elsewhere, truthfully, because there's... Sucks to be you then. No way, no how things can take place the way they take place. And you're doing what you're doing. Joe. But I've never been a street kid. You know, always been the bucks. Always been about the coins. <laughs> <laughs> um, J-Lo. Baby. Miss Thanos herself. Really stepped it up. And she's trying to get that old thing back. Okay. She was spotted with Ben Affleck. In Montana. A getaway. Ain't nothing like recycling your old work. I would never. <laughs> <laughs> The trash is in the trash for a reason. I mean, but some of them, sometimes, some of them be your favorite things. So you just got to double back. Oh, no, babes. Oh, you don't got no favorite things. That's why. Yeah. So, I mean, um, neither do I. <laughs> <laughs> Not to double back so quickly. I don't know who's listening. Come on. Like, it's everything where it needs to be on the playground. Yeah. This is strictly an entertainment podcast. <laughs> But anywho, um, Mamas took a little break. She was in Montana during Mother's Day weekend with Ben Affleck. Um, yeah, she was. Yeah, it's just real crazy how she like she's. Fr- I don't even think they're like really like split yet because I heard there was like talks of them going to dinner, trying to like reconcile and things like that. Her and A Rod. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And since then, like, she's been with Ben Affleck and she's been with Mark Anthony. And, like, Mark Anthony was understandable because they have, like, kids together. I think they have twins. Yeah. I don't think she... Does she have kids with Ben Affleck? No, I don't believe so. So, like, you're really just trying to, like, be outside. Time waits for no one. Yeah. Um, honestly, we'll be keeping you posted on this, but this looks really crazy. Um, apparently A-Bod was in a frenzy when he found out. I would be too, bitch. Truthfully, but I'm not surprised. J-Lo is just one of those girls where she just wants media attention. She a media hoe? That's what I gathered. Yeah, same. But she saw how she did Diddy. Ooh. <laughs> mm. Ciao. Yeah, but yeah. we'll be keeping you posted on this story as it develops. Um, We have some... Please... We have some, you know, unfortunate updates. Um, so it really I believe, is unfortunate if you really want to talk about it. Uh, you know, um, so Pop Smoke, 
um, preliminary trial is underway. And so a lot of new details have been emerging as a result. And one of the biggest things that have come to light is that Pop Smoke's alleged killer was only 15 years old. 15 yep. years old. And so <clears throat> I remember back when we reported that we reported that these kids were teenagers. Like, I don't, I don't think it was anyone over 21. Wow. Um, that were that was arrested and I believe it's like four or five of them but um the teens involved in Pop Smoke's death were allegedly at his rental to steal his diamond encrusted Rolex and his Cuban link chain and as the night happened they just only wound up stealing his watch and they later sold it for just a mere two thousand dollars wow a diamond encrusted Rolex and you only got $2,000. Stupid nigga. You know, um, so I'm just going to read so a little So pretty much like Pop Smoke died over $2,000. Yeah. yeah. So essentially, um, they said the accused shooter who faces murder and robbery, ro- and robbery charges allegedly admitted that they asked for the jury and they got into a confrontation with Pop Smoke. Um, they got into a fight and he shot pop smoke three times um and that the um accused said that he shot him in the back um and it's just real unfortunate um they did say that pop did you know fight back yeah. that essentially that he was in the shower yeah there was a bitch in the house she was in the bed shower and it wasn't yellow oh shit oh my gosh it wasn't yellow it wasn't she was not there. but it's, like it's just so I know, much I can't. I can't. Yeah. But she was in the bed, and she was like, she heard, like, a commotion, and then, like, Pop ran out, and it was a whole thing, basically, like... I'm just imagining, like, the fucking frenzy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It was... Yeah. It's just a lot, but it's just, like, sad, too, because, like, Pop Smoke was, like, 20 years old, and, like, to know that his killer was, like, 15, like, it's just, like, these are kids, kids like literally kids but it's like sadder because it's just like pop was really on track to be so much like really so much and the fact that he died over like basically jealousy yeah because he accidentally posted you know yeah you know he accidentally showed his he was being a kid he was being a kid you know it's it's a lot of holes in this, right? Like, you accidentally posted that, and then, you these know, kids these niggas got showed the drop. Up. And yeah. then, but the fact that you even left your fucking neighborhood and thought that you can... Do things like that. ...rob, and then it goes a different way. Because I'm pretty sure, too, that... I mean, I'm not pretty sure, but I can but I can imagine that... I feel like these kids went in there with the intent to... I don't think that they wanted to kill Pop. I think that they just wanted the material things to catch a lick. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because how it's been described, it's like it was a confrontation and it feels like, you know, he just shot him like as a reflex type shit yeah. because he had it on him. And Pop could fight. Like, I've seen videos. So. Oh, yeah. You saw the heat. Okay. Yeah. You know. <laughs> His body work. Yeah. I've so, definitely seen videos. So. So I feel like it was one of those situations where it's like you already in it and you in too deep and, just you know, you it. have. And you have a 15-year-old making this decision, right? These life-changing decisions. To fight or flee, you know? And so he made his choice. 
But it's unfortunate too because like now, like as a fifteen year old, like you are looking at life. Yeah, your life is done. Like, over you're a fucking done. Rolex and two thousand dollars. And you got two thousand dollars, and that's not even the cost of a Rolex starts at five k. And that's a used one. And you got two k for that? Stupid. I could have gave you two k. Stupid nigga. Stupid, just stupid through and through. And I just hate again, like sad. that. This has to be a black man. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's just real sad through and through, and it's just damn. You know, like you ended life over material things. Yeah. Cause after you finish that bit in jail, you're going to hell. Straight. First class. <laughs> um yeah, I, I I can't I don't wanna think about this anymore. Like it's just too much. Like I'm tired of yeah, like the just respect, you know, details. Like it's just sad. Yeah, still rest in peace, pop smoke. Um, you know, praise to his family. Like I can only imagine too, like your family like reliving the mother, like, and, like the on. trauma of this. And, and to know why, like Everything was put Material. over bullshit. Material. Um, Ellen DeGeneres, her show will end in 2022 after 19 seasons. You're out of here. <laughs> <laughs> um, she is. She really is. But basically... But baby, she's not going down without a fight now. Right. She basically um, sat down with someone on the show. Mm-hmm. And she was able to speak on the controversy. And she basically was saying that um, she feels as though everything was orchestrated and it was too coordinated. Because I believe it was like four months of like constant media attention, constant employees coming forward with their experience working at the show. And she basically was saying, like, everyone that visits the show, like, they commend her on having such a happy, in quotes, environment. Bitch, those are guests. Yeah. She also mentioned that um, she has, like, 200 employees, and they're all in, like, different buildings. And she would have appreciated if someone would have came forward and told her beforehand. That's white women for your job. She also mentioned that because her name is on the show like that's why like she's getting everything but she basically was just like copping the plea through and through and I was just like I got where she was coming from Mm -hmm. but also too like I feel like she should have just kept it shut because on top of all this we do like let's be clear like you are media you know so like and you understand like how the media works so like if something Especially from you, who have such a career of being this good, holier than now person. Mm-hmm. Like, of course, this is going to get that type of attention. Like, the fact that you're surprised and, like, even trying to, like, discredit people. Like, I feel like you can't discredit someone's experience. Especially for you to double back and say, like, you have 200 employees. Like, you can't know exactly, like, how everyone's feeling it. Like, what everyone's seeing. But so. that's white women for you, though. White women will dead ass just find a way to be like but i feel like they're just all plotting against me like shut the fuck up like and and even if they were guess what you were late to the motherfucking party because clearly you didn't have extra eyes on you to peep the motherfucking plot unfold yeah like bitch you was late to it and that's what it is like i don't want to hear about you know she was saying like oh she thinks that everything that happened was misogynistic and blah blah like using these buzzwords you are a white woman I'm sorry. You get z- 
zero sympathy for me. I think because she thinks she's gay. She thinks she's gay. Because she's gay. <laughs> because she thinks she's gay. <laughs> you know, I think she feels like she deserves, like, a pass. Like, the feminists should, like, rally behind her and things like that. You know, I think that's where she's coming from. But, like, I heard, like, white gays, like, they're the worst ones. They are. <laughs> and white women are up there with them. So, you know, So, like, I'm just, I don't want to hear anything. Like, if any... Honestly, just close out your motherfucking last season and keep it that way. Period, bitch. We're yeah. done with you. You are out of here. To the guillotine. <laughs> um, apparently, sources at NBC reportedly are considering Tiffany Haddish to be the new face of daytime TV following Ellen's departure. And I don't think this is a good idea. I'm, I don't like Tiffany, so I'm just going to leave that Yeah. There. Um, those of you who listen to this show know how I feel about Tiffany Haddish. <laughs> she is a clown. Cake. Period. <laughs> you know, so I really... I don't think that she's made for... Actually, let me say this. No. Actually, I think that Tiffany, because she is such a fucking puppet, she can play whatever role. She will shuck and jive for the white man on daytime TV. Yeah, and that's what I don't want to see. And I just feel like she's just going to give more of of a fucking, of that black ghetto stereotype. She ready. Yeah, like, but for daytime. And I just don't want to see that. I don't want to see it. Like, I feel like it's going to, she's going to do something too to fuck up. And it's going to reflect poorly on all of us black people. Mm-hmm. So I just really don't want that to happen. Like, I don't even know, like, who I would replace Ellen with. But definitely not Tiffany Haddish. Like, I feel like she's um, too... Put Kiki Palmer there, please. I could see Kiki. Put Kiki Palmer there, please. I could see Kiki. Thank you. I could Hold definitely on. see Kiki. Kiki Palmer is able to relate cross-generationally. Gener- yeah. Like, I feel like she's able to sit down with older folks, young folks, and then, like, you know what I mean? Like, she's able to touch all markets. I would like that for her. No, I should. I could see that for Kiki. Even though I don't really like Kiki either. I mean, you know, Kiki be problematic. You know, she dating a white man. Mm. She is. Yeah, she is. Oh, wow. We we covered it on the podcast, up in arms, and she's worried about, about what people be be buying with their EBT. Oh. <laughs> Omg! Wow. Yikes. But I could see Kiki replacing Ellen for sure. Um. Also, oh my gosh, Vanessa's lawyers are working, honey. So. Recently, two firefighters who apparently took pictures at the scene of Kobe Bryant's crash and pretty much shared them. Nasty-ass individuals. Why would you do that? Exactly. Like, come on. Shared them to, like, other firefighters and basically to the public. Like, they recently got Mm -hmm. fired for doing this. Yeah, because remember when Kobe... First, I mean, when we got the news of Kobe's passing, we saw those pictures. Yeah. Disgusting. Yeah. And it came from first re- um, re- responders. responders. Aren't you supposed to be putting out shit? Exactly. How the fuck you got a phone yourself here snapping pictures? And sending it to your homegirls. Like, look what I just did. Like, come on. <laughs> look what I just did? Yeah. <laughs> Stop it. They got fired, so that, you know, justice was served in that matter. Vanessa is fucking on next. Like, she's not fucking around. Don't play with that woman. She is not one of them. She is the gang about her man. She's grieving and she is not fucking with bitches. She is checking the list and she's checking it fucking twice. (laughs) Is that Santa Claus? (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm right enough, you was kicking your ass. <laughs> now you quoting Santa Claus. <laughs> Y'all. Dead. Just watch. You see, we be like doing a little, little pre-pod <laughs> drink. But then I be like two drinks in, and now I'm on my third drink. So <laughs> here's where we at with it, y'all. <laughs> First of all, Dre just let me filthy on the mic, though. Like I just feel. Why so close, Santa Claus is. <laughs> but it was cute though. But she is checking the list. She checking it fucking twice. Yo. No misses, all hits. Speaking of hits, mm. Tristan Thompson. Hit Sydney with a cease and desist <laughs> letter regarding these cheating claims. He's embarrassing. He is not fucking around. Apparently, Adam Twenty Two, yeah, from the No, no Jumper no podcast, jumper. Mm-hmm. he had to take the episode down where um Sydney alleged the cheating with um Tristan and all that. Damn. He had to take the episode down. So it, he's not fucking around. Tristan is really on that ass, like. Because Chloe's on that ass. Yeah, apparently. Because what? This would be what? Like the fifth time that you cheated on her? Because remember, he was fingering a girl in the club. That was one. Mm-hmm. And then he on got, camera, dummy. He, he got caught like outside of a hotel with another girl on camera. And then the whole Jordan thing. And then, yeah. So this is like the fourth, fifth time. Yikes. Um, apparently, the cease and assist letter to Adam stated, you recklessly allowed Miss Sydney Chase to make outlandish false statements about my client on a podcast without seeking to verify her claims in any way. Yikes. This is yikes. False, yeah, whatever. So it's a big thing. Um, we'll definitely be keeping you posted on this. Sydney um, posted on Instagram, I have not received a cease and desist letter from anyone. The articles are giving false information. Let this be a lesson to not let anyone, no matter the money or fame they have, shut you down or tarnish your name. Sydney, what name do you have? I don't know who this bitch is. The only Sydney I know is in Australia. Yikes. You saw Sydney Star is on the baddies ATL. Oh my god. Why? I don't know. Who does she know? She was in Bad Girls Club? She was. Not that I know. I saw her, like, bucking on somebody like she's about to fight. And I'm like, you need to she's know that you're a man. <laughs> That's no, Beneath no. the wig and all that, like, you can't she's be... She's trans. You can't be fighting a regular born woman. Like, that is not fair. You can't do that. Like, born woman? <laughs> like, you cannot do that. I'm sorry. She's trans. I will acknowledge your pronouns. She has, um, maybe she does hormones and stuff. Maybe at the she end of the day, everything done. At the end of the day, you can't be doing that. At the end of the day, like I will acknowledge your pronoun, but when you're trying to like fight a woman, like I don't know about her hormone levels are like, so I can't speak to that. Child, I was like, what? What? She's- <laughs> <laughs> you was like, what? I was like, what? <laughs> you can't do that. With the trans, I, I like, like, I respect the pronouns and, like, your life choice and what have you. But when you decide to, Everybody like... Everybody trans except for Caitlyn Jenner. Let's stamp that. Yikes. Because Caitlyn doesn't care about anybody else's pronouns, so we're not going to care about hers. Okay. That works. Yeah. We'll continue. I just feel like I respect your pronouns and, like, your life choices. But when you decide to get physical... 
Let's get <laughs> like you have to know, like when your manstrom jumps out of your body. Like, <laughs> like let's be fucking good. Uh-uh. <laughs> let's be no. clear. Let's move on. I don't know what her hormones are. So I'm not gonna sit here and say her man strength. That is so <laughs> rude. You cannot say that. It may like be that. rude, but I'm thinking in all reality. Oh my god, you wanna get us canceled once we like go major. We might have to delete all of the, the whole stuff, but that I feel like in all reality, because let's be clear, like I've seen on video too, like those Did male you see to freaky female. Fighting? No. We see freaky fighting in um Miami. They called him freaky Luther King. No, freaky Luther King. Because <laughs> the man called him the N word. Mm-hmm. Okay. But freaky type of bitch, like you can't fight him because he he got nothing to lose. He already ugly. Like, chill, chill. That's chill. That's my good sis. <laughs> chill, chill, chill. He already ugly. He was giving it. He looks stupid. Giving it. Not the man with the walker. Not get up, bitch. Two top one. Giving it. That's a mess. Freaky Luther King fighting for rights. <laughs> That's what you want with that. Mm-mm. Pretty mm-hmm. soon he'll be back up on the ramen noodles. <laughs> I'm gone. Uh, but anywho, yeah, that's my take on that. Like, but hopefully, like, she wasn't actually getting physical with anyone. Deanna, make sure that you send in that Zeus lo- <laughs> um, login, sis. Por favor. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, while we're on Zeus, Miss Jocelyn. The same bitch that was asking for flowers about how she uplifted the culture and she's such a ah-ah-ah-ah-ah. Uh, 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 uh. I was really trying to defend the last episode. And, you ate her up. And look how it came back to bite the clown that Damn. she is. No. Mamas yeah. went viral this week because on her show, I believe this is the same girl yeah. with a double homicide. Yeah, Justin Cabaret. Yeah, on Zeus. Tune in if you want. But she basically was trying to press one of the um, girls on her show because the girl wanted to leave. They all want to leave. Like, every snippet I see, the girls be like, I want to go home. It's even a whorehouse. It really is a sad house. Mm. A madhouse. But every girl I see, they be like, they want to go home. This girl wanted to go home, so she, like, knocked on, I guess, the producer's door in the house. Mm-hmm. And was, I guess she was going crazy. And then Jocelyn came to check her and was like, you messed with the wrong person. Da, 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 da. Uh-uh. And like while Jocelyn was talking, the girl started coughing because she was drinking water. Mm-hmm. And Jocelyn like ran up in her fucking mouth and was like, you coughing at me, bitch. You homeless <laughs> ass bitch. You nothing ass bitch. Like was really like tearing her down. Can I give my perspective? Please. <laughs> I felt like I felt like a lot of like PTSD from, from Jocelyn because I feel like you no 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 or- I'm saying that Jocelyn is experiencing PTSD because in her relationship with Stevie he would always threaten to send her back to the motherfucking strip club so I feel like that's what she was doing with that girl of like oh like you know I'm I, I brought you here like I'll like send you back to the streets. So you saying like hurt people hurt people? Yeah. Too shame. I just feel like there's no excuse. The girl was coughing. Like the you, girl was coughing. 
Nah, if y'all see that clip, <laughs> she was going crazy. Like, about ran her up in her mouth. I like, who the fuck you call for that? That's pr- I would have put her out. <laughs> like, now what? This is real sad. Like, and on top of that, too, like, you're not helping anything at all. Yeah, she's not a bluffing black woman. I at all. Saying. Like, it's. I, I don't think I've seen, like, any Latin, Latinx, Latinas, no, nothing. Like, it's just been black girls and then Jocelyn with her broken accent. Calling them all types of bitches, homeless, broke, poor, stink, disgusting. Like, <laughs> like it's, that's all you've seen. It's disgusting. Like, and the fact <laughs> that they have this shit running, like, it's just really sad. I mean... I don't got nothing else to say, Joe. That's it. This is really sad. Um, also, Herbo. Herbo, as you all know, is currently expecting a child, a little boy. Mm-hmm. Is a little boy? Mm-hmm. A little boy with Taina. He's also expecting to receive time for this current um, fraud case that he's going through. Um, apparently, he tried to lie to a federal investigator, and he may be facing even more. Lie about what, though? I have no idea. It says mm. the Chicago native, whose real name is Herbert Herbert Wright III, was charged Wednesday with lying to federal investigators. According to the statement from U.S. Attorney Office in Boston, in December... Herbo, 25, was among the six people, including his promoter, Antonio Strong, indicted for conspiracy to commit wire fraud and aggravated identity theft. He pleaded not guilty. During the investigation in November 2018, Herbo told a federal agent that he never worked with or was assisted by Strong, never provided Strong any money, never received anything of value from Strong, and had no direct relationship with Strong. In fact, the two worked together at least a bunch of times in 2016 and had exchanged money and valuable goods and had direct contact through phone conversations, text messages, and social media. So basically, like, he lied about fucking with this promoter and then they found out that he was, so... You really hate to see it. I mean... It's just really sad because he's really out here trying to, like, give back. He did, like, a whole COVID-19 He did, like, a mental health thing. In New York. He did a lot of stuff. Unfortunately, yeah. though, you should probably not lie to the feds because they already know. The truth. Like, it's really like that so bitch. You should like, you can't probably really just be forthcoming or just lawyer up and not say a thing. Yeah. Those are your two options. Why lie to the feds who have already tapped into everything? I just feel sad too because like Taina, like this is her first kid, and he's not gonna be around. And then Yosan, oh, you know, like there's two boys that's about to grow up without a father. Hmm. So I feel like that. It is sad, and it's just some bullshit too because like you're a whole rapper, like. But then again, too, apparently like he's not a good rapper because I saw. He's rapping off me. Yeah, I didn't know. I never heard like. That's what he's known for. I had no idea. Literally, I saw a post on um, Instagram, and it was like, what rapper be really fighting the beat? And everybody said Herbo. Yeah. Every single body. Young Miami. Young Miami. (laughs) I was just like, oh, my God. Young Miami, and I can't run my sack off. 
<laughs> Yo, but they, she got better. No, she did. She did. Yeah, but apparently he didn't. So it's just real sad. She um, yeah. um, also this week, Ella Vance, <laughs> she was spotted with Key Glock in a club. Hey, Buggy, you forgot my name was Ella Vance, though. She is on the market. I'm trying to link her to summer. What's good, Ella? Hotter than fish grease. She's hosting everything. Yeah, she run Atlanta. It's going up. She's in Connecticut for Memorial Day weekend, y'all. That's where you're going to be in? Maybe. Yikes. But yeah, she's with Key Glock right now. I mean, she was spotted with Key Glock, I should say. Mm. So. Ciao. I know Boogie is somewhere fucking showing his hoodie up. Popping <laughs> 30 perks. Yeah, like he's going through it right now. One or the other. That's yeah, because first thing I know, you gotta be wondering, like, is she fucking him? Is she kissing him? Is she kissing the kids? Like, <laughs> is she kissing him and kissing <laughs> the kids? Because <laughs> you know, you got two, <laughs> like, baby artists. Oh, it's just a sad time for you, Boogie. Yikes. You know, you fuck with the wrong bitch, you, she, you gonna feel it. Should've Speaking of the wrong bitch, Uzi is definitely. Could attest mm. to that. Mm. Um, his ex, Brittany Bird, went back and forth with JT this past week. Baby. JT, you know JT, loud and popular. Because that's what she is these days, loud and popular. And she called Brittany all types of homeless. And how Let me she's tell a you that bum. I did not know that Brittany looked like that. Yeah. I thought that she was, you know, the girl on Instagram. I thought that that was Britney. Yeah. Like the Britney. Oh no. Doesn't she fuck with Future? Oh, I don't know. I, I can't the, keep up. To yeah. Be honest. The Britney, I think. But that's with who I thought that this Britney bitch was this whole time. When I finally saw who this <laughs> Britney bitch was. She's definitely like an incense type of girl. And she's giving natural deodorant. Yeah, like a stones and crystals. She's that type of girl. Very natural. You know, cares about the energy in the room. Sage, Palo Santo. <laughs> moons and stars. She's that type of girl. Meanwhile, JT is just a on a bitch. whole opposite end of the spectrum. But I feel like, too, like, it's interesting. Just to take a step back. Like, mm-hmm. how the part that I love about black people, like, you can't just classify all of us as one thing. We are not a monolith. We're so unique all. because literally, like, She's like a earthy, weird bitch. And then you have JT, a hood, weird bitch. bitch. So it's just like, you know, they the same thing, basically. Essentially. Yeah, so that's why they in this whole debacle. Um, Britney basically... But I'm just so confused because didn't Britney and Uzi break up like years ago? Yeah, that's so that's JT's whole argument. What's the t- like, why, bitch, are you still clicking for attention? Because I feel like... On the back end, like, this is just me thinking. I feel like while she was fucking with Uzi, JT was fucking with Uzi, too. Ooh. So it was that type of, you know? Well, bitch, come fight me. Yeah. All right. <laughs> she mentioned how, um, this is Brittany. Brittany mentioned how JT got three-pieced by Uzi. <laughs> she mentioned... Not a three-piece from the chicken spot. Yeah. Yikes. She was, like, comparable to someone in a Mayweather fight. <laughs> like, she really went crazy. Um, nah, she was really on her spiritual shit. She was like, I'm just so sad that someone can't see. When know? they're being abused. I was <laughs> like, nah, you going crazy she right now. She did go crazy. She was like how um, 
It's sad that a man is going to send a woman to fight his battles. Like, it was just a lot of activity. And I feel like JT, like, I'm just tired of her with these lives and these, like, just her going crazy. Like, it's exhausting. Like, just be happy with him. If you're happy with him. No, literally. Yo, I was just having this conversation. I was just saying, I'm just like, I'm just tired of her always one. She's a novel cardio. Oh, my God. Keep responding. No, her and, no, but her and Carisha. They keep on responding to the I feel like Carisha hate. hasn't really been in nothing. Like, not, she'll tweet. Well, not anymore. Yeah. But yeah. I just feel like they always would respond. Well, JT Moore, she always really responds to what negativity there is There's to never say. the positivity. And I'm just like, but you have a fucking fan base. You have a bunch of people that fucking love you, that praise you day in and day out. Why do you why do you focus on the negative? And yeah. also with her and her relationship with JT, I mean with, with Uzi, I'm just tired of seeing it. It's just like, bitch, stop defending it. If you are happy with him like you say you are, then just be fucking happy. Yeah. You don't have to respond. You don't have to respond. You are going to be defending your relationship forever then. Because somebody is always going to have something to say. Absolutely. Did you see Beyonce and Jay defend their relationship? No. They went through whatever they went through and cool. That's it. Yeah. It's just sad throwing through because I feel like what it is too is like JT is like a real insecure girl. That's what it's giving. No, that's By the you core. responding to every fucking thing that's that gives me that you are insecure. You you sit here on live and say, yeah, I'm that bitch. I got I got all this drip. I know how to dress, da da da, da all yeah. that other stuff. But yet, the minute somebody types something negative to you, you are in a frenzy. Yeah. Yeah. She's insecure. I feel like negativity is like a constant reminder that she didn't get that far. You know? Mm-hmm. From a personal standpoint. Like, professionally, she may have done great. And she is doing great, like, as far as the music goes, but... Personally, like she's still the same bitch. <laughs> like, well, I'm I'm always a believer that I feel like money doesn't really change you. I feel like it just enhances who you already are. Enhances your insecurity. Like if you've been a fucking ignorant bitch, getting a million dollars is not going to make you woke. Yeah. It's going to make you more fucking ignorant. Yeah. If anything, like you know what I'm saying. So it's just sad through and through because it's like she really found love in quotes yeah she seems to be really all in love and but it's God, like God, she God, can't you know, get a break she cannot get a break let me at tell you all. something if I'm in love I don't give a fuck what nobody else has to say I don't, <laughs> I don't give a fuck if my friends don't like him or her or whatever I don't give a fuck yeah. I'm happy and I'm gonna live in my happiness and guess what if you don't care for him guess what you're ex out of my happiness yeah. you're done you are put you're done I'm not entertaining you but that's how it should be you know like but I feel like with her, like, it's just, like, a constant fight. Like, she's fighting for her success. She's fighting for her relationship. She's fighting for her status. And, like, it's just a fight through and through. Like, there's no security in existence for mm, JT. Yeah. And, like, that's why it's constant bullshit. Like, you well, know. maybe she should get off social media. And I feel like even in a relationship, like, he had to... You heard he tatted her fucking name on his hand? Oh, yes, I did see that. <laughs> like... Had to tie her name, and it's like still. And guess what? When y'all split, he'll cover it up. Yeah, tattoos don't mean shit in twenty twenty. That don't mean a fucking thing. And like, on top of that, too, this like, already tied up from fucking head to toe. Uzi's black as shit and got a bunch of fucking nasty tattoos, so that ain't gonna mean nothing to cover up. Disgusting. Yeah. So, 
But also too, I just wish this Britney Bird bitch like just shut up. Not Bird bitch. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just wish she would just like. At the end of the day, regardless of what you know or whatever, because I believe that this started because she 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 made some subtweets. Because remember they did the magazine cover, her um JT and yeah. Mookie, she and put, they she posted saying, the socks because she was saying that they yeah stuffed they his, they stuffed his 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 penis yeah with socks. But it's like, bitch, I don't give a fuck about the size of Uzi penis, but also I don't want to see Uzi in so underwear. What? Like it made my stomach turn. But, like, my thing is also, like, so the fuck what? Like, what does that get? Like, you talking about dick that you fucked on years ago. Who cares? But it was celebrity dick, so I get where she's coming from. But I also get... But also, who fucking cares, bitch? You're not the one sitting on it right now. I don't want to hear what you have to say, bitch. It's big. What else? (laughs) Like, I just just hate this all around. Like, I just feel like this is real, like... High school, like, but this, this is, is the same of, like, thing of like a couple episodes ago when she was like, "You want a frenzy about me and crab legs?" So <laughs> it's the Rich, same. Order some crab legs, please. It's JT. just a follow up, you know. Like it'll never stop, you know. But let's transition over into the big checklist portion of the show. Yes, starting with oh my goodness, so Miss Felicia Rashad, she was named Dean. Of Howard's University Fine Arts College. And so this is a real big check. Like to have such an esteemed, she has won Tony Awards. Um, she is Emmy nominated um, actor and she was appointed Dean of Howard University, um, newly reestablished College of Fine Arts. Good so apparently, her. you know, Howard University is in this, um, you know, Reestablishing the fine arts department um, right. within their university, and Howard University conducted a nationwide search before um, appointing Miss Felicia Rashad, and she was actually an alumna of the school. Good and so she begins her role July first. I'm gonna. Is she gonna be like actively there, or is it gonna be something where like she's? On- she gonna be there, bitch. You the dean. You gotta be there. You know how things go. Yeah, I know. The dean don't be there sometimes, y'all. Yeah. Yeah, no shit. But, but I always um, wanted to go to Howard, fun fact. Me too. But I couldn't afford it. Like, literally... Okay, so you know how, like, May 1st is, like, decision day for college? Yeah. I found that May 1st, I would not be able to go to Howard because I could not afford it. Wow. Looking back on it, I'm not really that sad because what I ended up majoring in, I did not need to go to Howard for that. But yeah. whatever. Um, but... I just wanted to go for the vibes. Me too. <laughs> I was going in for the bobs. Mm-hmm. I mean, I got into the biochem um, department, but I would have failed out of that. But yeah, we would have been outside. <laughs> it's giving looks and fashion, honey. Okay. Okay. Um, but in this, um, I want to read a little excerpt. Um, in this full circle moment, Miss Felicia Rashad will take the training and skills that she honed as a student at Howard and exude in an outstanding performing career and she will share those pearls of wisdom with the next generation of students in the College of Fine Arts. Um, and so I think this is like really powerful. I think this, it speaks volumes too to like, you know, black representation and, and black celebrities going back to black, you know, cultural hubs and giving back. And so I right. think this is, you know, really dope. Granted, I mean, I don't really know what it 
what qualifications you need to become a dean of a college yeah. per se. But listen, Felicia but is a grown fine ass arts, bitch. you yeah. know. So it, that that makes it real gray. You know, so I'm not mad at that at all. And so, that definitely makes it real so, gray. Know, congratulations to that. Next we have. So you know how y'all they promised us years ago. They promised us that. Uh-uh, Dre filling on my cup again. <laughs> um, they promised us years ago that we would get Harriet Tubman on the $20 bill, and they fucking lied to us. Wow. However, the U.S. will get quarters that will feature women, right? That they are celebrating women um, in history. Okay. And this is starting with um, both writer and poet Maya Angelou and, and, and astronaut Sally Ride. But I'm not going to speak about Sally because Sally White. Mm. No shade. But Miss Maya Angelou, she will be featured on um, the quarter that is set to go out, I believe, this year. Um, And so I just think that's just another powerful thing, like, to be placed on money. Um, It it says that the American Women's Quarters Program will feature as many as 20 women from a wide spectrum of fields, including but not limited to suffrage, um, civil rights, abolition, government, humanities, science, space, and the arts. And that that the women that would be added to these coins will be ethnically, racially, and geographically diverse. So congratulations to Miss Maya Angelou. Um, and my next big check will go to our Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductees, um, Jay-Z, Tina Turner, and LL Cool J. So with this, like, I'm a little, like, I don't understand, right? Child, I don't know too much about this. Because I feel like, basically, like, it should be the Music Hall of Fame. Like, when you add rock and roll in front of it, like, it feels like it's for that specific genre. Too sure about the history around the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. To be honest, like I don't know if it encompasses. I don't know why it's named that. You get yeah, what I'm saying? Like I feel like the name is like I get it. But not for nothing, Rock and Roll came from Black music, so. Right, but in that too, like it's its own separate genre of right. music. I'm not. I'm. I'm honestly not too sure about. Yeah, it's the so weird. To me. I feel that. like it needs to be renamed. Yeah, I feel like it should be a more general thing. Yeah. I, I definitely get what you're saying, but congratulations to these two. Um, these three, LL Cool J, Jay Z, and Tina Turner. I believe like LL Cool J has been like nominated like six times, and like he I don't think he should be in it. <laughs> I believe. <laughs> Before can I fucking finish? What song? He has been nominated six times before, um, starting back in 2010, and he has finally, you know, has received. He has made it to this year's ballot. LL Cool J, I wasn't around because he was before our time. (laughs) He was like 80s, night, like early 90s. (laughs) (laughs) Why are you laughing? Because even then, like, I feel like people who's been, like... Doing it and doing it and doing it. But that's the only You know song. you like Nicki on that fucking remix. Repeat that. Freestyle. Nicki? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like... I'm gagging. I don't know. I'm, it's just, like, these conversations about legends. Like, did you see, um... 
the game released his top 10 that nobody asked for. Um, I'm tired of the game, so I don't be seeing nothing that he does. And then he posts, he put Snoop Dogg in his top 10. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Snoop Dogg is legendary. I feel like nigga? he's a pioneer. Oh my, no, 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 no. Okay, I get it because we are East Coast born. Like, we are East Coast That's what bred. I'm saying, like, he's a pioneer for the West Coast. But listen, let me tell you something. This nigga has beat a fucking murder charge, right? He has, what, where he has we're gone. We're talking about murder charges? Yes, he has beat a murder charge. <laughs> but, like, I also, he put music. It, but listen, but he has, but at the time, he was putting out music. He's putting out great projects, right, for the time, right? But also, just speaking about his longevity and where he's come, he has remained consistent and relevant in 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 culture, regardless. A For show, smoking weed. A show with Martha. With Martha. What's the what's the what's her name? Martha Stewart. Yeah, her. Who's really watching that? That had him tapped into a whole fucking other audience, though. Why the fuck would you ever picture Snoop Dogg and Martha Stewart when together? When you talking about top ten rappers. Like it but should that's be like. Though, so I'm not it is subjective, but it, it should be a conversation criteria. surrounding criteria, right? It should be a conversation surrounding bars, hits, you know, like career length, all Dre, that. I get that. I would give him pioneer, but like as far as like Snoop Dogg's songs that we're listening to in 2021. You can't name but one. But I don't think that we're... I, I don't know. I feel, you can't I, name... Like, I you're feel, right. It's based off criteria. But I feel differently because at the end of the day, when you get into most... You know, when people start talking about their top 10 rappers, they're automatically going to put Biggie J, um, Tupac, and Nas at the at the top. Like, that's what most... Like, across the board, that's what most people Because it's, like, generally accepted. Put. Because even with Nas, like... You get what I'm saying? Like... Nas hasn't had a good project in years. He got a Grammy for the recent one. Like I said, he hasn't had a good project <laughs> in years. Like, they gave him that Grammy on the back end. Because it was pity. No, literally. I'm glad you're being real. So, <laughs> like, I'm just keeping it, like... Because literally, he like... Grammy back in 01. Like, not now. Sorry. Yeah. He did not have the best rap, rap album. Yeah. But I mean, I don't know. I just feel like it's just really subjective. And I think a lot of it also too speaks to the time that we weren't present in. You know, so we don't know how that music culturally impacted that, you know, so. Yeah. That's that's what I think that that, that right. lady be speaking You're to. Right um, I want to give my next big check to Miss Laverne Cox. Okay. okay. She will now lead E's red carpet coverage after Julia Rancic's exit. Um, I don't know too much about why Julia Rancic exited or whatever, but I am really happy that Laverne is up there getting the girls together because I, I want to tune into the motherfucking red carpet now because mm. I know it's going to be given, okay? And she be serving the looks too, not for nothing. I don't be seeing it. What? You don't like her looks? Oh, I think she be looking good. <laughs> you said a servant of looks. She do like I don't. I don't feel like <laughs> she don't be like giving like. I don't. I don't think that she be doing like too over the top. Like I feel like it really be suited for her. Like. But it's I think like it's, it's cute. I think at sometimes it be a little quirky, but it works. Like it still is appropriate for the event. The makeup be beat. Like hair be laid. You are being very nice. I am. Am I? <laughs> yeah. Child, do you two for two with the trans? I don't know what I'm talking about. No. I'm, I like Laverne. 
I like Laverne for representation and, you know, being a model within the community. Mm-hmm. You know, like, Laverne is pushing the culture forward, never doing nothing tacky, never trying to hit ever. a woman ever. Like, really just overall, like, a well... What do you call it? A blank act. A class act. A class act. Laverne is a class act. She is a class Through act. and through. Mm-hmm. You know? So, like, I love Laverne for that. As far as, like, looks and... Well, we, well, we know. You don't fashion. think Cardi B is beautiful, so... Don't throw that in my face. <laughs> <laughs> don't I throw mean, that in my face. I mean, the girls were agreeing with, with you. So, Thank you. You know. And last but not least... <laughs> My last big <laughs> check will go to Aubrey Graham. Or should I say Drake? He was, um, he received the Artist of the Decade Award. Rightfully. By Billboard Music Awards. And honestly, like you said, rightfully so. Like, he is the most decorated artist in the show's history, collecting 27 awards. And he collected 12 of those awards back in 2019. Rightfully. So, honestly, we know, like, Top of the charts back in your hearts. Like, Drake lives on the motherfucking billboard. Yeah. Like, we know. Like, he the has not missed. Boy. He has not missed. And yeah. it's like, you cannot. You. I'm just going to read off some of his his, his accolades. So, he scored nine number one albums on the um, billboard 200. Um, 33 top 10 songs in the bill in, in the Billboard Hot 100, 18 number one hits on the Hot R&B and Hip Hop song charts, and 69 top tens on the Hot R&B and Hip Hop charts. Rightfully. And these numbers are all higher than any other artist earned in the decade. Of course. You know, um, he is the only male artist to spend more than 50 weeks at number one on the Billboard Hot 100. And that's what I'm going on. I'm talking most number one songs on the hip hop and R&B charts, um, and the the most top ten titles on the um, hot hot R&B and hip hop song charts. Um, it's just what's fucking next? Like his fucking song. Like what's next? Yeah, I'm waiting for like the conversations to come with between him and like Jay Z. Because oh, I feel I like those, those yeah. are going to come. Because I feel like before, like, people mentioned it and it was always shot down because people would say, like, oh, Jay-Z's career expanded between X amount of years. I feel like now, as far as music goes, like, Jay-Z's now, like, a billionaire, entrepreneur, all these great things. But as far as, like, the music goes and the accolades that pertain to music, I feel like they're neck and neck. And... You know, people may kill me for saying, but I feel like Drake has now surpassed mm. Jay-Z. I think it's definitely, like, a passing of the torch situation where I feel like Jay ran the 90s to the early 2000s. Yeah. And then, you know, Drake came in the... In 2010s the, In 2010, and he, had, and he has had a run. And dare I say that Baby is gearing up to be... I feel like Baby is gearing up to be that next torch, right? That I, next I can, level I can attest of, to that. like, 2020 for the next 10 years. I could definitely attest to that. I feel like as far as, like, the features go, the impact... Um, the only thing I will say Baby doesn't have, like... Is the accolades. The, the billboards. The, yeah. yeah, behind him. Yeah. The way um, 
Jay-Z and Drake did mm-hmm. or does, that's the only thing. But as far as, like, you know, the tra- trajectory, like, I see it for Lil Baby. For Let's sure. be very cl- Not the baby. Lil Baby. The only baby we acknowledge has okay. the Lil in front of it. But, yeah, like, I, I'm actually looking forward to those conversations because, like, hit for hit, like, I really don't feel like Jay-Z is fucking with Jay-Z. With, with Drake, I should say, you know. So hit Ooh. for hit, like, you know. So oh, that's a t- oh, okay. This is the, that's this the is conversation. Very, this is a very that, interesting conversation. Yeah, because I feel like oh, and you know who I would love to have here to have this conversation. Oh. Baby Future. Oh. He would be a good lens to have. I'm, I'm I'm curious to see what his POV is. Tap him in. Yeah. We also have a friendship episode on the way, you guys. You know, I feel like we touched on it, but we're still developing it. We're gonna really just make it. Yeah, we got some little special episodes in the works with some very special guests. Mm -hmm. We're trying. We're working on quality content with that one. I feel like it's gonna be like the next best thing. Like, if you guys have like any ideas, suggestions for like questions and things like that. Definitely feel free to DM us on the Checkers page or even, like, our personal Instagrams. Yeah. Initially, like, I'm going to frame it on how to be a friend. Like, I feel like everybody talks about, like, fake friends and, like, you're not a real friend of the job. Nobody really, like, talks on, like, what qualities make up a real friend oh, or baby. a friend we're going to get into friendship later on in this podcast, So, child. I definitely want to get that in, but... Yeah, let's just go into it. Um, Lori Harvey, remember I mentioned, like, you have to be beautiful to have a beauty line. Lori Harvey <laughs> is having a skincare line. It's, she is indeed beautiful. Of course. Drop dead gorgeous. You know, like, she recently had um, a Vogue tutorial. You know, like, Vogue has been doing, like, the YouTube and things now. Love that. And, like, she walked us through her, like, her day-to-day makeup or whatever. Mm-hmm. And... I was just truly captivated. I felt like the captivated. girl... Captivated. I was. Were you? How was her answer? voice? I've never heard this girl voice. She's well-spoken. She is... Is it like a soft? Is it airy? Is it Definitely sneaky? a soft. It's not as deep as like a Ari, but it has like a softness. She's well-spoken. Mm-hmm. You know, like she just seems like a good girl through okay. and through. And... Yeah, like, I'm very much into skincare, you know, like, so I felt like for me, like, it was just to see, like, what she uses and, you know, like, things like that. Mm-hmm. So I was truly captivated, but in this Vogue tutorial, she also mentioned that she has a skincare line on the way. Okay. And I'm excited to, you know, see what that... Her skin is flawless. I will give her that. Her skin is flawless. Definitely. Definitely, and she mentioned that her boyfriend Michael B. Jordan has been testing the products, so it's giving unisex. And yeah, like I'm definitely excited for that. And I'm giving my big check to her, I'm giving my other big check to Big (laughs) Waiter, Jada Waiter. Yeah, she currently recently um, purchased a warehouse for her merch. Yeah, who's buying this merch? I have no idea. But she, I guess she has, like, a cult-like following because she was selling hair. The girls we tapped in, have you ever joined one of Jada's lives? No. The attendance be, like, she'd be 30K and up. Wow. 
the girls be tapped into. That's them. giving egg girl. Mm-hmm. Real egg girl. Um, yeah, apparently she was selling hair back when she was in like high school, graduating high school. Mm-hmm. And I guess like that business didn't do it did great, like it made her a millionaire. But I guess it could have been better. So like she's saying like with the merch and like every other venture going forward, she wanted to get a physical space to have workers to like actually process yeah. shipment and to like do everything logistically correct. And I appreciate that. Definitely. Especially, like, with black-owned business. Like, you know, being you in a black about community. about professionalism. Yeah. It's, like, one of the biggest issues we have is with <laughs> the processing of the y'all products. be processing payment, but y'all be processing the notes. Yeah. I don't like that. Truthfully. So, yeah. I'm definitely giving her my big check because I feel like the girl has been doing a lot. She was selling hair. She was selling flat irons. She was selling fucking... Flat iron? Yeah. Somebody posted a flat iron that has, like, the Weta... Wait, Amore? Oh, Amore Jada. Yeah, mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. logo on it. And it was, like, this logo hasn't worn off. And I guess, like, it's been years. She was selling, she was selling flat irons. She was selling kids' books. Now she's selling merchandise. Good for her. Like, her actual, like, things that... She doesn't really wear because this bitch always has one fucking designer, so I don't understand. But nah, she been in her in her way to merch. Mm. But little sweatsuit, little bodysuit. I know she low key broke the internet when she did that little um little real that little, yeah, little TikTok when she walked over the car and got in the car. Like it was a whole thing. <laughs> but she's really on her job, and definitely I want to commend her on doing something. She's also cooking up music, and I don't like it. Keep it in the kitchen. <laughs> Baby. You eat it. <laughs> <laughs> Baby. Let me tell you something, Jada. I I love you, girl, but the music is not yeah. it. Yeah. Leave That's it to no, Des Dior. Des Dior goes Desi up in Houston. And the Tessie. Yeah. So Oh, Des go up in, in Houston. I yeah. love that for her. Definitely love that for her. But I feel never mind. It's the stubborn thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I really feel like I feel like Future Loki got a little hand in, in the production. Ooh. Because I feel like it's sounding a little bit more, like, you know, mm, polished. I wasn't it's not, playing when I told you I was. <laughs> I'm just saying, listen, never forget. Know, Future right. gave Sierra body party. So, mm. never forget. That man has an ear. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> All I got to say. I was going to say an ear and a penis, but. <laughs> no, he definitely got a penis. Drives the girls wild. <laughs> <laughs> But, um, yeah, so definitely big checks to her. Also, the game is being rebooted. Um, it's coming yeah. back with the original cast members. Everybody? Yeah, apparently. Um, on Thursday, Paramount, Paramount Plus, the streaming service from Viacom CBS, announced the revival of the game has been ordered. With the original cast members, Wendy, Wendy Raquel Robinson, uh-huh. Hosea Chanchez, Sanchez, Chanchez, yeah, Sanchez, I believe. Yeah, Tasha Mack and Malik Wright, and a bunch Tasha of other Mac people. Management. Yeah, so it's gonna be a big thing. Um, I know a lot of people have been like binging that, like on Netflix, Hulu, and all that. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure like there's definitely an audience for that. Also, this week we found out that the Black Panther sequel. Wakanda Forever mm. is currently in the works and will be in theaters um, July 8th, 2022. So next year, around 4th of July. 
I'm just confused. Like, who's gonna be Black Panther? Honestly, I have no idea. But you know, like I thought they said that they weren't gonna do this because they didn't want anyone to play Black Panther. They didn't want the check. So I, this, you know, Disney is all about their coins. Yeah, this could be centered around another character, but it's being um, promoted as Black Panther, Maybe his Wakanda sister. forever. Yeah, because people really liked her. The one that um was like the scientist. Mm-hmm. People really liked her. I liked her. I love like a a smart bitch. Yeah. But mm-hmm. let's transition over into the checklist portion of the show. This is where we give you guys current events. Baby, all we got is nothing but motherfucking conflict on the motherfucking I checklist. I can't wait until you okay. get into this Joe Budden thing. Can we please? <laughs> Can we please? Because I gotta set the scene. I know you have to set the scene. I don't know anything, so I'm really uh, looking forward to it. So I'm gonna just you know I'm gonna quickly give y'all some little insights. Okay, um, we're gonna start with um, I believe we covered um, an episode or two ago. We talked about... Last episode, we spoke about it. Oh, last episode? Wait, what did we speak about? We spoke about Floyd Mayweather has a fight with the YouTuber. Yeah, Floyd with Logan Paul, um, a YouTuber. And so they had this, you know, boxers before every fight, they have a little media event. A little press release. A little press release where they basically antagonize one another, etc. Jake Paul, which is Logan Paul's brother... Um, he actually, um, he actually inserted himself into this, um, you know, little altercation. And so this was actually recorded live as well. And essentially Jake Paul snatches Floyd Mayweather's hat. I saw that. And shit went up from there. I mean, if Floyd could have steam coming from his fucking ears, he would. Okay, Floyd got very upset. Um, this is after he had made comments essentially saying that, like, I could beat both of y'all up in the same night. It's nothing like yeah. my hands work. Y'all know my body. Yeah. Um, and after the following the um, altercation where Jake took his hat, Floyd is on camera literally saying, like, I'll kill you. Literally. I'll kill you. Those words. Right? It was like, he goes, I'm going to kill that motherfucker. Kill. Like, and so... um, And truthfully, like, all it (laughs) takes is one fatal blow. However, you know that as a boxer, your hands are registered weapons. Licensed. Yeah. Okay. And so because of that, what has come from that is that um, Logan Paul and his brother has now have 24-7 security. Because they're sitting here saying, they're like, oh, you know, a dude that has so many resources and the wealth that Floyd Mayweather has and all these connections and networks. Um, if he's saying that he can kill me, I'm going to take that seriously. And that's white folks. This is why I'm going to be fucking around with, with white people. <laughs> Unless they're talking about But even then, it'd be coming with some motherfucking stipulations. I also read that uh, apparently his brother was banned from the venue in which they're having the fight. Out of security reasons, I'm sure. He gonna jump in. I mean, I think it's just to keep the fucking distractions. Like, Jake, if if y'all don't know about the Logan brothers, or I mean, the, the Paul brothers, they are, they, they live to get a rise out of people. 
negative re-reactions. -re like they want to antagonize and, and annoy you and take you to the edge. And so I you think that's- You take me over to the edge. <laughs> baby. Yikes. Um, so I definitely think that that's smart by the venue to say like, Jake, you're banned. Like you can yeah. watch this on pay-per-view like everyone else. Um, just to avoid any fucking altercation. I just feel like too, like Floyd is definitely getting old. And, like, we saw that when the hat came off. Like, it was a whole lot of grays. Aww. Yes. I was just hate... Like, he's basically, like, undefeated at the moment. He's 50 and 0. Yes. I, like, I would hate for, like, a YouTuber to, like, be that. However, the guy that he's fighting is 0 and 1. So, I mean, I'm just saying... Yeah, but you never know. I'm... Listen, I don't gamble. But as a betting woman, I'm going to place my money on Floyd. I'm sorry. No nigga going 50 and 0 is losing to this nigga. You just never know. Hell has no fury. Chill, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever that means. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so next we have... Um, I'm not too sure about the truth in this story. However, this was going around. So we spoke early in the podcast that... Um, Last week was Meek Mill birthday. He celebrated at Live. It was going up and it was stuck. Right? Man. There's a rumor going around that Meek Mill not only banned 6ix9ine from going to the club, he also banned Rick Ross. Oh. He reportedly did not grant Rick Ross access to his party. Reportedly. And so according to Bossup, because this is not coming from me. Um, the two rappers have an ongoing beef, which led to Meek Mill not allowing Rick Ross into his section at the Live Nightclub in Miami. Um, Meek allegedly wants out of his MMG contract, and he's apparently having difficulty doing so. Um, on the flip side of that, they're saying that the reason why Ross doesn't want to um, let Meek leave his contract is because he wants him to honor his contract essentially like as any businessman yeah. you would want someone to honor the contract that you um you have in place but yeah. it's also funny too hopefully like it's not like a money thing or like a cash money situation yeah because rick ross went so hard on birdman child did he especially when it came to dj Khaled. he made that. a whole song about birdman. exactly so and it's also funny too that this is being like swept under the rug like i didn't know about this until you just said it yeah, it's like speculations. Neither Meek or Ross have responded to it, but apparently there were photos of Ross and Liv later on that night. So that's why we don't know how true this is, right? Right. But I can see a situation where Meek will now want to not be signed to Ross just because I feel like Meek wants to build his own label. Yeah. Like he wants to focus on that Chasers thing and because He's he is now in this new market of like being with like Mike Rubin and Jay-Z and the reform or whatever he has different connects now so he no longer needs to rely on Ross as his sole playmaker you get what I'm saying right but that's how you got in so you need to respect the gates right so I mean I don't know how like like I said I don't know how true this is um and I'm also not really even sure <clears throat> about his contract, but he has already released four albums under his contract. 
So maybe his so maybe his contract is five or six albums. It's I don't usually know. like six. So maybe six. So yeah. I mean, I cannot speak to anything, but I just you know. That's just real funny to me, like how the clown comes back to bite. Child. But honestly, too, like I feel like, like as I mentioned, I feel like Meek Mill needs to retire. Okay, bye. Like I literally, I don't see a need for Meek in 2021. Like he released a freestyle or something the other day. I wasn't feeling it. You was. I was. It was. I wasn't. It was for the trenches. It was for the streets. You don't even belong in the trenches. <laughs> I'm not in the trenches. <laughs> I want to be in a condo. But <laughs> so yeah, like I just feel like with Meek, like we've heard it all before. We're exhausted. You know, like I, I feel like Meek needs to focus on entrepreneurship. Because even with the music, like he signed, I'm not mad at that. he signed the guy for what was it twelve thousand dollars? Come on, like come on, okay. like you out here giving out McDonald's deals, like come on. Uh, maybe the, you learn from the best. Ooh. Yeah, that's why you're doing what the fuck you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but so this is the thing. Okay, the talk of the town. This is the talk of the fucking town, the fucking industry. One of. Y'all. One of. Oh, yes. Oh, my gosh. One yes. Of. One of. Um, so, you know, we are a podcast. And so it's only right that we talk about another fellow podcast. Yeah. Specifically, the Joe Budden podcast with his friends, Rory and Maul. I'm, I'm going to give you a little backstory. I'm not going to die. I need you to set... I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you the important facts that we that that we have and that we know, and give you the right context for you, for us to have this conversation. Because I Por think favor. this is a checkpoint that I've been meaning to have, and I think this could be a really great conversation because we are friends and we are in a business. Mm-hmm. And I want to initially, essentially, what my checkpoint is is can there be friendship in business? And if there can, how? What does that look like? What does that sound like? What does that mean? Okay. Right? That's what I want to get to. Okay. Okay? So, to give the listeners some context, the Joe Budden podcast, um, it started back in 2015. You know, Joe Budden was like a C-list, D-list rapper after his like one hit, pump it up, whatever. Yeah. Um, he, he transitioned over into media, began a podcast where he basically... Talks about music, all types of shit. Like, you know... Pop a, culture. Yeah, pop. Yeah, pop. Pop culture. Just a bunch of different stuff. Um, and eventually, he brings on his... Not not eventually, but... Um, the the stars of the show are Joe Budden. The stars. Yeah, the stars of the show are Joe Budden himself and um, Rory and Maul. Okay, Maul is the brother of Biggs Burke, who was also connected to Rock Nation and Jay Z and Rockefeller. Okay. He comes from that branch. Okay. okay. So he is he is family with Jay Z, essentially. Okay. Um, Rory Rory is known. He has worked at a lot of different labels: Def Jam, Sony. Um, he has he manages his gr- a group called Emotional Oranges. Never ever heard of them. They do some cool R and B. I'm not I'm not gonna lie. Like the songs okay. are good. Um, you know it's like alternative R and B. 
So, you know, the, the Joe Budden podcast, they started off, like, not exclusive. They were on SoundCloud, Apple Music, whatever. I would say about three years ago, they got a deal with Spotify. Yes. A completely exclusive deal. Yes. Where you could only find the Joe Budden podcast on Spotify. Right. And they were there for two years, right? They got a deal, two years. It was up and it stuck. Literally, Spotify numbers went through the roof because at this point... Their podcast was getting... They had over a million listeners. Wow. Tuned into them. Okay? I aspire. We will get there. Yeah. You know? So, you know, and about... I would say within... Their their contract ended this past year in 2020. Okay. Um, and then Joe went on this whole rant about how Spotify doesn't value creators and they don't want to pay their creators, et cetera, et cetera. Right. So they are currently unsigned. They don't have no deal. So you can still find the Joe Button podcast on um, Apple Podcasts. You can find them on SoundCloud, all that shit, right? All right. About two months ago. Okay. Um, I tuned into the podcast because I'm an avid listener. This is one of my favorite podcasts. Right. I love them. I love hearing... I'm like one of the boys in a way, so I like I love like You in the trenches. I be in the trenches sometimes. <laughs> I be in a ghetto. I'm not gonna lie. But anywho, um I tune into the podcast and neither Rory or Maul are present. Wow. How did that make you feel as a listener? I was confused. I was like, this is confusion. Like what is happening? Right. Um and essentially what they explain is that, you know, they took a break. There was some behind-the-scenes happenings going on, right? Okay. Um, apparently, there was some tension brewing. They didn't. They never gave us what the tension was surrounding, right? right? But of course, you know the people on Reddit and on social media, they they have their theories, and they think it's about money, it's about contracts, it's about this and that, blah 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 blah, right? Um. So. You know, Joe brings in two of his other friends, right? These are not these are not podcasters. These are like two of his best friends. Right. Ice and Ish. And they sit in for the next six weeks to record with Joe Budden. Wow. While Rory and Maul are still absent. And we don't know why they're absent. So two weeks ago, Rory and Maul return. Right. And they have an episode where they are essentially clearing the air and like they're putting on a good face enough of like, hey, you, yeah, you know, we worked our art issues behind the scenes and it was about respect and it was about this and it was about that. And, right. you know, how was Joe taking this? Joe was actually allowing them to just speak their piece. OK. Um, he really did not speak much, honestly, in that episode, particularly. Um, he allowed Rory and Maul to kind of steer the the conversation and be right. as transparent as they want it to be. Okay. I'm gonna that word transparent is very important. Okay? So very subjective. You know? So essentially, you know, cool, they say they peace. Then they go and they record another episode. And that episode, which is supposed to be their like standard episode of like covering topics, it was awkward. Like mm-hmm. I watched the episode and I was like, most those feels the type of way Rory is like trying to play nice. It was the chemistry that these guys have, it was no longer there. Like, so wait, I is Maul the white one? No, Rory is the white one. Okay, Maul, yeah, Maul is the black one. 
Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So, when they record their um, last episode, I would say probably like last week, Saturday, that episode, it was like they were forcing the chemistry almost. Like, you can mm. still see that Maul still felt type of way. Like, he was really quiet through most of the episode. Rovi was, Rovi was trying to bridge the gap of things, but it just wasn't working. And, like, it was just weird. Oh so, God. I bring us to this Wednesday. Right. Now, Joe Budden has an exclusive deal. Peep that I say Joe Budden. Joe Budden has an exclusive deal with Patreon. Okay. Okay. Joe Budden also has his own network. Guess what it's called? Joe Budden's network. <laughs> it's called the Joe Budden Network. Oh, wow. Where he has, he has Karen Civil and Ming Sign. They have their own podcast called Girl, I Guess. And they have... Um, he has another podcast with two women as well. I forget their names, but he, he you know, he's building an empire, an empire, essentially, oh, you know, please. <laughs> so Joe Biden gets on Patreon. Wow. And he proceeds to air out his friends. Maul and Rory. Air them out. Oh my god. And so I'm gonna give a brief summary because this is gonna get us into our conversation about can there be friendship in business. Okay. okay. And I wanna You are setting the scene. I wanna I wanna state that I I understand that we do not have Rory and Maul's side at the moment. Right. This is only coming from Joe's point of view. So I'm only reciting what I understand to be Joe's point of view right now of the situation. Okay. Okay. Joe essentially says <laughs> the beef comes about probably three years ago, two years ago in their Spotify deal right. where Rory feels as though he deserves equity in the podcast. Rory apparently came to Joe and was like, hey, we signed this Spotify deal. I want equity in this podcast. I want a share of this podcast. I want to own part of this podcast. Right. Joe said no. Right. Two years ago. Oh, shit. Okay? Mm-hmm. So for the next two years, what Rory has been doing is emailing everybody about the accounting and the books, about... I want to see where money is going. How are things getting paid? Essentially saying that I want to audit you to make sure that I'm getting paid what I should be getting paid. And that there's no hidden money elsewhere. Wow. This is your friend. Your good friend. Yeah. Telling you this. hmm Joe's stance is that y'all niggas don't put nothing out like y'all don't put nothing into this like y'all don't front the cost of anything wow i front the cost of production of engineering of travel of touring of everything why do i need to show y'all the books about anything okay joe also alludes to the fact that maul and rory were paid significantly larger amounts than what the base rate of a podcaster signed would be paid. Okay. They were in the top one to five percent of pay ranges. Wow. In broadcasting. I don't know what that means, but it seems like a lot. 
from Joe's POV. And it seems like a lot because keep in mind, this is outside of a Spotify deal. They have now been out without a deal for over a year. Right. And you still keep your same pay. Actually, in fact, Joe gave you a raise when y'all were not signed. Like, y'all are completely independent, not signed to any exclusive deal. Right. That And so with, what an exclusive deal with a, with a podcast means is guaranteed money. Yeah. Right? Like, we want an exclusive deal. Like, say we want to be signed to title. Right. We are exclusively, um, we are exclusively found on title. Guess what? That means title cuts us a check. Yeah. Every fucking month. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? These niggas done got raises in a time where there's no deal. Right. But yet, they're still asking about accounting and the books. Okay. This, I feel like it's getting a little skewed. I, I, I'm just... <laughs> and... and, and and forgive me, I, I <laughs> let me also name the fact that right now in my current POV, I'm aligned to Joe. Okay, because I'm, I'm getting my vibe. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say I'm aligned to Joe, and I'll delve more into why once we start talking about friendship and business. But essentially, Joe is like, I. So he also makes this is another point that should be shared. Um, Rory wanted to get paid, so they also put their podcast on um, podcast sites, but they also put it on YouTube because they do film, right? Rory wanted to get paid from YouTube. Right. Joe said, well, the podcast lives on my YouTube, the Joe Budden TV. That's the name of his YouTube channel, right? Um, He goes, so no, you can't get paid from that. However... Whatever we record, you can use to start your own YouTube channel. Okay. He says that to both Rory and Maul. Y'all can start your own YouTube channel, and you can use the footage that we record. Guess who does not have a YouTube channel? Rory and Maul. <laughs> not to tight lip. <laughs> so... Joe's frustration now is that he's like, you know, there's a narrative being painted about him about essentially being this, I I don't know, maybe he switched up, maybe he switched up his more, like, you know, his his outlook on things. Maul is very a person, I think Maul is, Maul is similar to me in a way of that he operates by a moral code, right? A G code. And he feels like if you my mans, there's some things that you should just, like, you know, it should just be unspoken, right? And he feels like, as a friend, like, you know, you shouldn't move with me in a certain type of way. No. And Joe is like, friendship aside, I'm a businessman. Yeah. I handle business. I'm building my own network, my own media empire. This is business. So he goes on for the rest of the podcast to essentially, he literally fires the both of them. On air? Yeah. He says, because he assumed that they were actually going to show up this past Wednesday and he wanted to have the conversation with them in person, right? Right. But they never showed up. They never contacted him, you know? And so he says, now y'all are in breach of contract. Oh, because they didn't show up. Yeah. 
Oh, wow. Y'all are now in breach of contract. Y'all are fired. Y'all can't come back here now. Wow. Like, y'all were gone for a month and a half. Like, I gave y'all that time off to sort yourself out. Now, y'all can't come back. Wow. And, you know, he basically just goes on to saying, like, they need to get their energy right and their mind right. Right. Because they are clearly misinformed or whatever the case, I don't know, whatever the, the, the lawyers that they got, apparently Rory and Mole have the same lawyers, yeah. which is confusing because it's like, these are the same lawyers that looked at your contracts. Right. So how are you coming now two years later with a problem with your contract? Right. So now I want to know, can friendship exist in business? And how does it look? And what does it look like? And what does it sound like? So, my whole take on this, do you want to unpack the situation first or do you want to, like, get into the checkpoint? We can do whatever. So, let's unpack the situation first. We can keep cordial. <laughs> How you want to go about it? So, in terms of the situation, it, it feels like a, another Meek Mill situation. Like, you got in through this entrance mm-hmm. of Joe Budden. Mm-hmm. And you made a name for yourself, and now because you have influence and you have like popularity, you have purpose. Mm-hmm. You're trying to build yourself, or like essentially get your worth. Mm-hmm. So, but it's like now it's like you're tied into like that initial deal when you didn't know your worth and you didn't have a presence and you didn't have influence. You know, so like I get both sides of it, but. I'm more so leaning to Joe because it's like the thing is like you were no one you were no one and on top of that like the way how the podcast is set up like it's a Joe Budden podcast like it's not like it's a unanimous or a universal title to the podcast like it's specifically tied to him everything he did which I guess is smart was tied to him it's tied to him my point of view is that I feel like Rory and Maul are trying to paint this narrative of being done wrong and I don't and I don't and I don't believe that they were. Yeah. Right? I feel like I feel like they, they were but leverage. they didn't know that they were. I feel like they leaned so much on friendship. Yeah. And you tried to leverage your friendship and business and I don't think that that's fair because yeah. Literally, and this is the great thing about podcasts is because you can go back and literally hear things, right? Yeah. And so throughout the 430 episodes of the Joe Button podcast, Joe has made it very clear that he owns his podcast. He will never sell his podcast because he wants to own the intellectual property of the motherfucking Joe Button podcast. Yeah. Y'all sat there while this man said that. Y'all was his fucking two co-hosts. Y'all was his B-mic and his C-mic. And y'all... You cannot wait till shit is fucking popping and this nigga is damn near a media mogul to say, oh, nah, I want to get back and I want to circle. You can't spin the block. It's too too late. late. Yeah. If you was not advocating for ownership or a share from the minute you enter... Yeah. Now, on the flip side, I can see the point of, because me personally, how I will operate business with friends, me personally, sure, I would, I mean, 
I'm not gonna say in this exact situation. Wait, keep it on them, and then we gonna transition okay, okay, over okay, to the okay, check. Okay, 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 okay. But you cannot expect just because you've been friends with him for X amount of years that oh yeah, if I ask him for this, he should give me this. Yeah. Why? It's business first at the end of the day. Yeah. And especially when Joe is footing a lot of costs, y'all niggas is not footing no costs for nothing. Y'all have no leverage. What is the leverage? Yeah, y'all have nothing. So I, I'm definitely aligned with Joe in this knew, particular situation. I knew a businessman like you would. Yeah, in this particular situation, it's just like the title alone is the Joe Buttons podcast. And not to, this is the also the another part because social media was killing Joe. They were. But it's like if you're not a listener of the podcast, like I listen to this shit every Wednesday, every Saturday, right? And it's like I really sat here and listened to R- Rory and Maul talk about artists signing bad contracts and not knowing their deals. I'm talking about they talking about everybody from Meg Thee Stallion to whoever else who signed bad bad wow. contracts. And then look at you. You are not practicing what you're preaching. Yeah. Because you did not know what you signed. Like you was not aware about what your contract entailed and what yeah. that meant for you. Yeah, I think what it like they're really new. Like they're new to the whole world of entertainment. So Thanks. I feel like they really saw an opportunity in being co-host to the Joe Budden podcast. The fact of the matter is, is that Rory and Maul are employees. Yeah, that's and you were paid a nice salary. That's what it comes down to. You are not a partner. Yeah. You thought you felt like you should be a partner because you helped build the Joe Button podcast in this fan base and great. Yeah. But let's be clear, you were you were just merely an employee. Yeah. And that's a hard pill to swallow. But it is what it is. But like I said, this is also my perspective just hearing from Joe's. I respect it. It makes sense. It definitely makes sense. But as far as like now we can transition mm-hmm. over into the checkpoint. As far as like business and um friendships, like I definitely I definitely understand. Like, it can be very gray, but also, too, like, like you said, like, he said it throughout the 400 episodes. Like, this is his, you know? So, like, if you're being transparent, like, there's nothing, you know, there's no issues in the long run because it's like, I've been saying this. But also, too, like, it's, in terms of, like, podcasting or, like, any type of project that you're working on with friends, like... The person who puts in the most is the person who should be getting the most. Period. And that's the general rule. Mm-hmm. But also, too, like, it's been, like, I've been personally been in situations with people who I've worked with on projects who were great for content, but on the back end, like, just wasn't good for production, for business, marketing. And that's what Joe said. Joe was like... Y'all will show up unprepared, not knowing what the fuck we're talking about, yeah. not bringing nothing new, but y'all still getting paid top dollar. Yeah. So, like, I definitely get that perspective of it because p- people think, like, just because we're friends and, like, I am able to just pull up a vibe, like, that's what the podcast is about. But it's a whole, it's a whole thing behind it. And that's what Joe spoke about. Joe was like, I don't just show up the two hours that we record. He's like, I'm over here in meetings, trying to get advertisement, trying to get other deals, trying to do production, trying to do all this other shit. 
And that made me think about us, right? Yeah. That make it, that that made me think about us. We are not signed, right? We are just building our buzz. But there's a lot of work that goes on then which I hear for the fucking two hours that we record, yeah. right? It's a lot of quick turnarounds of editing and prep, like, prep and also putting out what we want to share as marketing and et cetera and social media management exactly. and all these different things that me and Dre equally share. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Like, we have a thing of, like, we rotate it. But in, like, the instance of Joe, like, he's pretty much the brand and, like, Bear, Mike B, and Mike C. So it's, like, it's all on him, mm-hmm. you know? So it's, like, it's sort of different, but I feel like the gist of it is the same in terms of, like, you get in what you put out, you know? And, like, on top and of... And they were getting a lot for not doing much, but showing up for the two yeah. hours you were set to record. But on top of that, too, like, it's just about, like, knowing what you're getting into, you know? Like... And having a vision for yourself. You know what I'm saying? Because I feel like those two, Maul and Roy, based on what you just told me, like, I don't really watch the show. I don't listen to the show. Mm -hmm. And just based on what you're saying, it seems like they're really, like, clicky. The fact that they have the same lawyer, the fact that they both don't show up to the fucking, Mm -hmm. and now they're both in breach of contract. Like, it just seems like they're very clicky and dependent of each other. So it's like... You can't expect to go far if you're in that type of mentality. Child. Like, you have to, like, in everything in everything you do, in life, in any job that you're doing, you have to have an end goal. You have to have a plan of, like, what you want out of the situation. Like, you have to have a bigger picture in mind because if you don't, you're going to end up looking stupid. And let me say this, like, even, like, bringing it back to us, like, I feel like, say if we were ever, you know, to sign a deal exclusively somewhere, right? right? I'm pretty sure that not only are we going to negotiate the best deal for us as a podcast, but also negotiate the best deal for us individually, right? Absolutely. And, you know, whatever that looks like, right? that's what that looks like, right? And it's just like, I just feel like Joe is getting a lot of blame when there were grown men present and you had your own autonomy to advocate and do for yourself. Yeah. And you sat there and you coasted because Joe landed the Spotify deal. He got y'all... Like, you know, Joe is doing a lot of the fucking legwork and y'all are reaping the benefits. Like, y'all are not present in those meetings. Y'all are not decision makers. Yeah. Joe is. Because guess what? It's the Joe Budden podcast. Absolutely. Right? And I feel like... They're trying to paint this picture of, like, Joe being this money-hungry, shiesty-ass nigga. And let's be real, Joe been broke most of his life. Yeah. Yeah. So, touching money is nothing. Like, because I know what it feels to not have it. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? So, I don't even, like, you know, and and maybe that's just my personal bias towards Joe. I am, as a recently, you know, Maul and Rory have, like, cryptically you know, tweeted some things and said that they will be sharing their own piece and their own version of the truth or what they believe to be their truth. Yeah. And I want to hear that as well. But... I feel like what it comes down to is ambition because even in that situation, it's like... He was like, he pushed them to start their own podcast. Exactly. To do their own things outside of this. Like, you guys could have, like, done merch and, like, other things that would have, like, Yo, that's what he he was like. He wanted Maul to design merch for the Joe Button podcast because, you know, 
mall is known for wearing some fly shit or whatever the case may be. Yeah. He was like, why not you design our our, our, our merch? But I think what so- makes it a little gray too is like, it's merch for the Joe Buttons podcast. Yeah, but still, no, though, you are creator, so you get paid for your creation. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? So, so it really does come back like, down to ambition. You are creator. It definitely does. But I feel like through and through, like it should have been like you're doing this podcast and you understand like it's a step into the industry and a step into this audience mm-hmm. you know so like taking that platform and like turning it into something else should have been top priority from day one because from day one you could know you just know like they didn't sign a good deal because again like it was a joe buttons podcast and these were two nobodies who were his co-hosts mike b and mike c so it's like from day one like i'm pretty sure like the deal that they signed is probably fucked up the money that he's making per episode or per anything, like, because he's getting a YouTube check and he's getting a podcast check. So it's de- like he's definitely banking, and they're probably not getting what they should be getting. But it's understandable, right? Based off how y'all came in, right? You know, it's like you can't be mad at how you came in. You should be using that as a stepping stone to do other things, like, and that's. And, just what it is. And I just feel like the moment that Joe sat there and told you, Rory, that no, you cannot have equity in my podcast. We should have bust up. Literally. Because now. What else are you going? Why are you going two years later emailing back and forth trying to get to accounting? For what? But that's what I'm he saying. He already like, told you that there's no equity. I'm not giving you equity. The I own this. dependency comes into play. Like, the dependency definitely came into play because it's just like. Like, like, what are you doing? If 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 equity and being a partner mattered that much to you, then you should have sayonara. Yeah. And on top of it, too, like, it's not like it's a nationally syndicated show, like The Breakfast Club or some shit. Yeah, it's a podcast. It's a fucking podcast. So, I'm. it's definitely a bag. But I feel like what it is, too, is, like, for Rory and Maul, like, this is their end-all, be-all. And they're I mean, that's not how we nothing. Know them. So, it's like, I think that's... That's another issue, too, that they're trying to... Child, and it's a whole bunch of other drama. I didn't really even tap into the fact that Rory and and Joe Budden's friendship got weird because Rory had beef with academics, and Rory's side chick ended up at academics' house and was spilling the beans about how he bought her a fake Birkin. It was a bunch of stuff. Wow. It gets deep, but, you know... Sounds like it. Yeah. But um, speaking of academics, academics recently came to the forefront and allegedly commended Gucci Mane for forgiving (laughs) Keisha Kaur because apparently, allegedly I should say, she slept with Yo Gotti while Gucci Mane was locked up. You know, so tea queen academics dropping tea because I had no idea about this. Listen, let me tell you something. What I will say, y'all know I'm not the biggest fan of academics, but that nigga don't tell no lies. So this is true. Yikes. Yikes. I haven't heard him been checked for a lot yet. Yikes. I did my research. I tried. (laughs) And Lord knows you don't like no academics. No, I can't stand him. Yeah, so... What do you think about this? Keisha Kaler slept with Yo Gotti while Gucci Mane was locked up. That's 
cute little look. I like yo body. Like, I feel like he keep it on the playground. Do you think that's a cute? I mean, I just feel like, I mean. You using look words. At, look at Gucci. He ain't cute. You using words. But I'm just saying, like, I feel like, you know, they're kind of in the same league, no? Gucci and Yo Gotti. I mean, I guess. Yo Gotti does have like, a label. I feel like the reason why I said a cute look is because Yo Gotti is not one of these niggas that be out here telling his business. Mm. So I feel like that, like that's what I'm saying. Like I feel like he keeps it player. Like he keeps yeah. it on the playground. Like and if he did hit her, cool. We would never know. Now we do. Oh well. <laughs> like, I just feel like it, it does. Look I mean, bad. Also, how long was Gucci locked for? He because... was locked for a long time. But I feel like for Keisha to fuck with another rapper, mogul, you supposed to fuck with a, a, a regular nigga. Like shit. that's what you should have did. Or if you want to dig that bad, like you should have been fucking with some regular nigga. Like for you to fuck with, she should have went back to Jamaica. For real. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, you sent her back to Jamaica with her kids that she said that she don't have. Wow. I, just, I don't know. Yeah, I just feel like she should have fucked with somebody regular. Like, this is a little crazy. And now it looks bad. Yo Gotti, I don't know. What is the nature of Yo Gotti and Gucci's relationship? Mm, that That's going to be real telling. Oh, I don't yeah. know. Oh, I got to do the research on that. Yeah, apparently, like, they're not, like, the best of friends. But they, they also don't have beef. Like, it's not given. But that's what Gucci gives me with any nigga. Like, I feel like Gucci not cool with nobody. Yeah. Except for the Migos. <sighs> LOL. <laughs> but it's, I don't I mean I feel like if Gucci did forgive her go ahead him, go right? ahead King because y'all niggas be cheating anyway you might cheat on her anyway so please cut it out that's true cut it the fuck out please this is crazy because it's like really never but I mean I do feel you with the whole thing of like yo guy like that's really in my same network yeah why did you do that like I gotta see him but also sometimes it's like damn you never know though it's circles though who I'm yeah. around Joe. And you know Keisha with all the ice on. You know, show me fucking a nigga with more ice. <laughs> I've never seen your Gotti with ice. Gotti didn't have an ice on. Really? Yeah, he do. Probably the little cubes. No, he's the big cubes. <laughs> Stop doing that. <laughs> oh, God. They gonna get us. I am indeed, though. Um, let's just transition into... The this t- is the hot fucking topic. This is Lipton. <laughs> oh, baby. I'm thinking black tea. Baby, Probably I'm green. my fourth cup of rays. Green tea. <laughs> yeah, it, it's... Ready to sip So, up. let me just set the scene. Um, so, Real Housewives of Atlanta ended this week. How much time do we have? <laughs> Baby, we got all the time in the world. Oh we, my. Got, we got 50 minutes. Oh, my gosh. Um, so, Housewives of Atlanta wrapped up this week. They did a three-part reunion, and I believe this was the lowest-rated season ever. Ever. Mm. This is the first season without Nini. And they basically, with the budget that they had for Nini, was able to hire a slew of bitches, ranging from Drew Sedora, who actually had a peach, to Fallon, who was a friend of the show, who caused a fucking ruckus, to, um... <laughs> Not who a ruckus. Who did I just name? <laughs> You call her Fallon? No. <laughs> Latoya is a friend of the show who calls the ruckus. Fallon was also a friend of the show, but she was kind of on mute. And they also had um, the regular, like, Shamia and Marlo, who was also friends of the show. Um, this season, it was pretty, like, dry. Um, Kenya, she... 
That's my fave, by the way. Can you? One of the only Aquariuses that I actually like. But we're going to get into that later. Mm. But she pretty much, um, her storyline was going through her whole divorce with Mark Daly, the guy who owns Soko. And, um, mm. yeah, in Brooklyn. Ooh, yeah, she had a baby for him. Child. Yeah. So th- that was her storyline. And pretty much, like, he was giving her fever because he didn't want the baby in the show. And they had to, like, blur the baby out. It was a whole thing. He, like, fucking asked her for um, alimony. She was in therapy. Like, it was a... She gained mad weight because of COVID. A bunch of them gained mad weight. Like I mean, bitches is big. The first couple episodes, she was fucking big. Big But she lost huge. And, like, her... Um, weight went in her face and her breast. Oh, oh my god, I hate so that. So she was giving blowfish. <laughs> like it was real bad, but she lost all of it. Oh my god, she lost all of it. She got a breast reduction too. Oh, good for her. So overall, like it was a good season for um, Kenya. Um, Candy, boring. I want her removed. Oh my god, we didn't even cover the verses. We could get into that. Add that to the show. But. Um, <laughs> Candy, boring. Um, her daughter, another big bitch. The daughter is bigger than her and Todd put she's together. A big girl. She's huge, and she got What's a nose job. Riley. Riley. She, but she's always been a big girl though. No, she's bigger no, than ever. But like from, but from young, she's always been a bigger girl. I think <laughs> she is. She big boned Huge. She's like, big boned That's what that means. Man, she got, she got a nose job, so it's like a big face and a little nose. Oh my god. <laughs> Yo. It's a bad concoction, but <laughs> she went off to grad school. She went off to um, college. Okay. She, she's going to college in New York, NYU. Big check. Um, who else? Cynthia. She got married. You know the bitch. Thirsty yeah, for love. She's huge. You know Cynthia's thirsty for love, so she got married to her man during okay. the pandemic. Ten, ten, twenty. She was beasting for that wedding. For that date. For that date, and had a bunch of people. During the fucking pandemic, got a whole bunch of backlash. Um, who else is on this show? Um, Drew Sedora didn't really care for her. Just Nobody don't cared for her on the fucking game because you yeah. broke up Melanie and. <laughs> and apparently, like she's living with that in real life. So <laughs> yeah, oh her storyline was real boohoo. Her nigga like ran out on her, went to Florida. She didn't know where he was. Gave big drama. She moved into a different house. Her storyline was born. All these storylines was born. Portia started off. Portia Luther King, big activist, was one of the Portia fucking Fox. Portia Parks, getting locked up, doing fucking with, protests. With, with, with Yandy Luther Smith. Doing a whole bunch of shit. Only to transition over into... They, uh, home wrecking asshole. Hold on, Holiday. Oh. Hold on, Holiday. Hold on, Holiday. Hold on. <laughs> Can't give it to him. You gotta, you gotta prep them for shit like that. <laughs> So she basically, like, her whole thing this season was they went on a, a girl's trip during the pandemic to one of the Carolinas, I think. And they was in a house for, like, a weekend. Mm, Had and, to be South Carolina, probably. Mm-hmm. And it was um, Cynthia's bachelorette party. So it's like, a whole dungeon theme. Had vibrators and bitches. Y'all didn't candy. learn from before, but y'all don't get... Never mind. Yeah, never mind. Never but um, Candy had, like, a whole dick in a box, in quotes, come to the house that they was all staying at. Some stripper called Bolo with, like, a 12-inch. And apparently, Portia fucked him. Portia and this other friend to the show, Tanya, who's... Like engaged. Nasty. Yeah. So like that pretty much became like the storyline between Portia and Kenya. 
of you fucked Bolo, no I didn't. You fucked Bolo, no I didn't. So that was like the whole, throughout the whole season. Uh-huh. And also Latoya and Drew had like this thing. That was the whole season. So this season was like the worst rated not not nobody was tuning in basically mm-hmm. other than me. But <laughs> <laughs> after the reunion, like the reunion was low key trash too. Like, you know, my girl Kenya was holding it down, but you overall know, Kenya always give the girls. Yeah, the that's that's really my girl. But she was given Portia's a liar, like Portia needs to just admit that she fucked the stripper and the da. Portia was like, Why are you so concerned about who's fucking me and my pussy? Da 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 da. That's what she gave. That's my favorite line. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Only to wrap up, right? This <laughs> part three aired on Sunday. <laughs> Tuesday. <laughs> Tuesday viral. So movie. Yeah. It really was given. So on the show, Stalin, who was a friend to the show, she was um premiered or presented, I should say, to us as Portia's friend. Yes. So Portia went to her house, like Shut when up. we first saw Fallon. And basically, like, they was given, like, Fallon's rich. Like, her husband has, like, a private jet. They got a big-ass house in Atlanta. I'll show you pool, on that network. Everything, right? 400 mil. 40. Oh, 40 mil? Mm-hmm. I thought it was 400. Yeah. So, on Tuesday, um, it was announced that Porsche actually posted it. Her and fucking Simon, who's Fallon's ex-husband. Apparently, Fallon cheated on Simon. Just keep up with me, guys. It's a lot. Apparently, Fallon cheated on Simon. They're currently in the process of getting a divorce. Portia posted Simon on her page with this fucking thesis caption about um, how she found love and she's in the happiest time of her life. Ah, ah, ah. Before the rumors start, her and Fallon was never friends. They're not friends. Let's be clear. And I'm going to clear that bitch out right now. Bitch, she a, is not my homie. She's not my friend. Um, I'm a single consenting adult. Simon is currently um, divorced or whatever. Finalizing his divorce. Finalizing his divorce. All this, right? That's what she gave. And then, of course, like everybody tore her up because there was pictures of Fallon, Portia, and Shamia with... Touching the knee. The hand on the knee. Bitch, I would have rocked you. <laughs> Everything went viral. Everybody was just like, Portia, like, what the fuck? Like, this is supposed to be your friend? Like, da 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 Like, it was giving big drama. And a bunch of, like, old videos from the show back when Claudia Jordan was on. <gasps> this was back in the days when Portia first... Because let's be clear, like, when Portia and Kenny came on the show, like, they became, like, the it girls. Yeah, they, they did. became the show, low-key. Yeah, they did. It was them and then it was Nene. Nene. Because, mm-hmm. like, they were the girls that was were married... Well, Portia was married to Cordell, who was pretty much her owner. Told her when to speak, when to walk, <laughs> when to shit. Like, so they became the show. But once she divorced him, Portia became like this new it girl. Like, yeah, she did. pulled up with a Rolls Royce. I feel like she was the first housewife in quotes to like really have like a luxury car to that caliber of a Rolls Royce. And then Kenya had the Bentley. Yeah. So like they were like. The show. They were definitely va-va-voom. Yeah. So, like, during that time of, like, Portia having the Rolls Royce, like, bitches was hating, as always. And they was jacking that an African boy, um, Portia, the Rolls Royce. hmm So, that came back to the forefront because it's, like, apparently people are 
alluding to the fact that Portia had been fucking with Simon for years. And, like, he was the one that bought the Rolls Royce. He was the one that been paying on the house. Is he African? Yeah. Oh, my God, because remember, they have linked Portia to some Africans yep. back in the day. Mm-hmm. So, it's a whole thing. Then, the next day, we found out that they're engaged. <laughs> Baby. <laughs> so. She said, I know. We've been dating for a month, and we're happy, and we're madly in love. It's fast. Posted um, Dennis. Dennis is the hot dog man who mm-hmm. she had the baby for. And also, we had, I believe on episode 29, we mentioned that she basically was on the show saying that the only reason why she decided to have a baby for Dennis was because he was single, he had money, and he just seemed like a quality man through and through. So that all came back, and she was basically saying, like, Dennis is okay with her and Simon's relationship, and that they're all consenting adults, and that they're making sure baby PJ Pilar, her baby, has the best life. Uh, uh, Like, just really went off. With two rich-ass men? Yeah, you would. Yeah, so people are really tearing Portia apart because it's clear as day, like, Simon is not the most attractive. His bank account may be, but him personally, he's not the most attractive, and also because of... I'm probably dating up. I don't know what y'all fucking bitches be doing. Yeah. But y'all could take a fucking note or two. It's giving that. Um, people are putting the picture that she took with Dennis and Simon, they're putting the net worths on it. So Dennis is apparently worth ten million, Simon is worth forty. Date up. So people Date are up, like, ladies, it's, Date it's up. a clear decision. Portia had to make it. So it's just like this big thing of basically calling Portia a whore. Oh <laughs> You say all that to say, this bitch a hoe. Basically, is what <laughs> You know, the people are saying, and, like, my whole take on it is, we knew this. You know, like, we've known this since knowing this. Like, the girl, she is about a coin. Very clear. Yeah, very much about a coin. What's her zodiac sign? Please look that up for me. child, child. Let me get on I want to say she's a Gemini, because it's really given dollar signs, and I feel like this is what Gemini girls do. But she is all about a coin. If you're right, I'm going to gag. Her relationship... Ah! <laughs> oh my god, you are right! She's yeah. a Gemini! The Geminis are coin girls. My best friend is a Gemini and she's definitely a coin girl. Oh, I love that. If it don't make dollars, it don't make sense. <laughs> but literally. Literally, like with Portia, like we've seen this since oh my god, Cordell. Yeah. You know, like Oh no, I'm lying. She's a cancer, but she's on the cusp. Okay. She's only on the cusp though. So I'm pretty sure she has Gemini somewhere in her little her chart. chart. Okay, but Literally, like, we've seen this since Cordell. Like, Cordell was ugly as shit. He was a fucking multi-millionaire football player, I believe. And the streets were saying that he was gay. Meanwhile, Portia was really playing house with him. Like, literally, she had to consent with him, get consent from him if she wanted to go out, if she wanted to leave the state, if she wanted to stay out after hours. That nigga's is bugging. She had to cook his food. Like, she was literally playing wife. Like, housewife. Like, no, she was playing Handmaid's Tale. That's what she was playing. Molly? <laughs> Not Molly the maid. But that's... Actually, you got on your maid, uniform. That's always been her M.O., you know? And, like, even in the show, I'm sure she looks back at it and cringe, but, like, the girls looked at her and side-eyed her because it's just, like, how do you live your life like this? Like, babes, what are you doing? You know? So it's, like, literally, like, this is definitely up her alley. And I, I could really see her being with him forever because it's just... It makes the most sense... 
financially. Baby, let me tell you, this came out when I say social media had a field day with this bitch. For they definitely did. Ragtagged her. It's still going till this day. There was somebody at the airport. I'm talking about even the fucking like former how housewives came out. Data made post about it mm-hmm. and this and that. Everybody Eva, was, Nini, I just Claudia. feel like the. Here's my thing. As a celebrity, a socialite, an influencer, whatever, whatever you are. And I feel like Portia prepared for this, actually, in this way, of, like, you prepare for the backlash. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what these optics are. And I feel like Portia tried to get ahead of it with the whole caption of, like, me and Fallon are not friends. Simon is finalizing their, their, their divorce. Mm-hmm. You know, et cetera, et cetera. But, babes, you know what the optics are. Truthfully, cut it out. Truthfully, I feel like you was, was better. You was better off just showing up married. Yeah. With the fucking pictures. Also, like, this is for the show. A month. This is for the show. You've been dating him for a month. This is for the show. How long have you been fucking him? Because you haven't been fucking him longer than a month. She probably has. No, I mean, but yeah, that's not. <laughs> like, you've been fucking him when he was with Fallon. You've been fucking him since fucking him. This is for the show. Like I feel like yeah, everything just, these girls do. I cannot do. be on reality TV because I'm take I once again I still believe in strangers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking it to places that has real implications, and oh, wow. I just rather not. Yeah, but like this is really for the show, truthfully, because like I feel like everything Portia does, and not to take away from her like social justice movement. No, please take away from that. Okay. She so, we could take away from that because even in the show, like she had like a whole Black Lives Matter PSA, and like pretty much everyone from the show was in the fucking PSA except for Kenya. And then when mm. Kenya asked her like if this is supposed to be, and that's why I fuck with Kenya too, because she was saying like I like Kenya. She I was, do like yeah, her. Yeah, she was like if yeah, this is supposed. To, yeah, I've been like her. She was a little bit problematic. That's why I like her. I feel like she, I like people that stand alone and people. But that, that's what that's what I'm saying. I do like the fact that she really sticks to her shit. Like she said. Yeah, and she holds her own. Like, and that's stamped on. And she'll really put you on your neck verbally, of course. But you know, so basically, they had a PSA with the whole Black Lives Matter movement, and she mm-hmm. had every other cast member on the show except for Kenya. And then Kenya was saying, like, if this is truthfully supposed to be for the movement and it's from the platform and ah, 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 like why wasn't I invited to be a part of it? And like Portia did this whole thing about like, I don't like you, basically. <laughs> you know, like Black Lives Matter, but your black life doesn't matter is what she gave. Uh-uh! Yeah, so I was just like, I was like, this is That's all bad. for the show. Like, like it's for your storyline. It ties into the fact that your grandfather marched with Martin Luther King and all that. But through and through, like it's for your show. So I feel like this too is also for the show. Like, she wrapped up the storyline of the Black Lives Matter movement. Like, there's nothing else she could do at this point because, like, people aren't protesting like they was before. So now, like, what's your next step going to be? And I feel like this is it. Like, all this controversy, like, she's literally on every single news blog site, every publication, everything. Everybody's talking about fucking Porsche at this moment. Trending. Because it's really given, like, Nah, mistress topic, messy little mama number song. yeah it's really giving that truthfully so i feel like all this is for the show this is all gonna roll over into the next season and i'm gonna be watching she's gonna have a peach and she's gonna have a peach again and yeah like her spot is solidified because basically what we just heard too is Baby, that bravo got the cameras running right now yeah bravo is they basically signed her for a three-part special 
which was supposed to originally be no <laughs> that's coming too let's be <laughs> very fucking clear but originally it was supposed to be for her um, role in the whole Black Lives Matter movement <laughs> but I'm sure they're gonna loop this in now too oh babe so fuck BLM where's the wedding Portia is definitely chasing a check and it's just sad that you know like all of this shit has to be in her journey intertwined in her journey I should say so I really hate to see it. Yeah, that's that on that. We'll be keeping you posted because I'm sure you, I'm sure this story will develop. Apparently, mm-hmm. um, Simon and Fallon's divorce they have like some issues going on, and they're supposed to be going to court in November. <laughs> November. <laughs> we are in May. Thank you. Six months from now. So the fact that she engaged and this man is not even um fucking divorced yet. But they also, a petty thing, they said that his ring is a lot smaller than the one that um, the other one gave her, the hot dog man gave her. Oh, wow. People saying that he gave her the same ring that he gave to Fallon. And on top of all of this, too, there's another bitch, like this light-skinned girl that he been fucking with, and he bought her a car. I think that's his thing, like he buys bitches cars. Because he bought her a nice Please car. Please buy me one. Yeah. I don't drive, Today is Fallon's birthday, by the way. Oh, happy birthday! <laughs> She's a tourist. She's having a terrible time right now. I don't think so. You think? He bought her a Bentley last year during the pandemic for her birthday. Oh, so okay. the blogs were saying that she should sell that and treat herself. She should. But <laughs> let's just get it try. back in blood. Mm, in cash. Dollar <laughs> <laughs> dollar bill, y'all. Let's transition over into the checkpoint. This is where we discuss touchy topics. Um, so I don't know if you've been under a fucking rock. Social media has been going crazy with this whole like debate. I don't, it's not even a debate, but it's more so, I feel like it's like low key like shaming. But this whole question of like, why do you get your body done to come back to the projects? Oh, wow. Answer. <laughs> so they're asking women like essentially, um, you know, women who get their body done. And I'm just going to speak directly to our New York City audience. You know, we know the, the girls that get their body done and they fly out to Columbia or DR or even Miami, Houston, yeah. whatever, wherever. They get their body done to come live back in the same Get on a bus. <laughs> to get on a bus, to <laughs> sleep on a twin bed, mm-hmm. to be out in the same fucking spots that my ass with no surgery is ass. (laughs) And you're competing with the same niggas that actually, yeah, you are competing. I'm not competing because a nigga is going to bag me with this fupa or not. Period. You done spent 20k. And almost lost your life. And almost lost your life on that motherfucking plane with all that turbulence upright. And they're having to sit with your fucking ass off the seat. <laughs> you did you did all of that to come back to compete with a bitch like me. <laughs> Who ain't wearing no spanks, no nothing. Oh my god, no faha. I'm showing up just vibes. <laughs> Not no faha. <laughs> I ain't got no faha on. Trust me, oh those god. days are over. You're not doing a massage. Absolutely not. With the wood. <laughs> and so I mean, I just don't I really this is a conversation I've even had with friends of like Bitches, if you get your, I'm, I'm, the, I'm pro surgery. You. I don't give a fuck about what you want to do with your body. I get it. Let me I tell you. I don't fucking care. I get it. However, I do feel like if you get your body done, and I'm speaking to my lens of being in New York City, 
Y'all bitches can't come back to the hood competing with the same niggas that want me. Please elevate yourself and your status and be put in position to get to some niggas that really got a bag. And I'm not talking about scammers and drug dealers. I'm talking about artists. I'm talking about athletes. I'm talking... Bitch, you should be in a fucking condo on fucking Fifth Avenue. Not in the fucking hood. Fifth Avenue of me. (laughs) (laughs) You're so stupid. But not in fucking... Not in fucking Dykeman in the same fucking spots with me. You walking around, got your body done. You looking all stiff in your motherfucking faha. Can't even shake the shit. Wow. And you dying so hard to get next to the same nigga that is really with me and my friends. Wow. I don't get it. But they also had another checkpoint of like, why do niggas get like foreign cars to just be like parked up and be living in the projects? Yeah. And I felt that too. Y'all niggas be going broke. Y'all be paying a thousand dollars for these motherfucking BMWs because why? Y'all ain't got no credit. Ooh. Y'all ain't got no credit. So that motherfucking insurance and, and that fucking note is motherfucking sky high. That's sky high. And you pulling up and you parking your shit on the fucking street. You're not even parking your shit in the motherfucking garage. Classless ass niggas. Mm. Parking your shit on the motherfucking street in the fucking hood and wondering why your shit getting fucked up. Because it do be getting fucked up. Wondering why you always got to go back to the motherfucking dealership. Yikes. I feel like this, our current world is based off of image. Ciao. And with the girls, like, being pretty is not enough anymore. You know, being pretty is not enough anymore. But unfortunately, too, I feel like, especially speaking from New York, like, we're kind of past that time of New York being, like, the hub of everything. Yeah. Like, we're so past that time. Like, now it's, like, it's Atlanta. It's, I don't even think it's L.A. Like, it's Atlanta or it's Atlanta. <laughs> like It's Atlanta or Atlanta. It's really given that. So, it's, like, you not even in the position of someone. You're not even in a position to be in the same place of someone who can help you. You know, like, before it was, like, bitches get their body done, go work at Starlet's make a couple thousand dollars a night, mm-hmm. you know, possibly meet a celebrity, take them out the fucking club, and then life is good. Starlet's hasn't been open. Starlet's is closed, baby. Sue's Rendezvous hasn't closed. been open. Their wings were really good. You know, so it's just, for New York, like, it's totally bad. But it's, like, on top of all that, too, like, I get it. Like, you can be on Instagram. If you're a pretty girl, you go get your body done, now you're a total package. You post some sexy pictures on Instagram. You know, it might cross Fuchsia's desk. It might cross A Boogie's desk. You know, and hopefully... A Boogie looking looking to get back to y'all. Hopefully, you <laughs> know, you like... Know. Somebody might be in your DMs. Or you might meet a fucking nigga that got a PPP loan and milk him like a cow and then you're good to go. You know, like... So, I get it. Not for nothing, one of these little... Dykeman joints, nah, man. Cause that's how that's how we, especially during especially during this pandemic, you can't tell me you haven't seen a lot of these Instagram girls, local as fuck, flying out, living like Larry. I know an Instagram girl. She is known in Dykeman. She's tapped in. Yeah, a bunch of them pretty much relocated to Miami. A bunch of them, especially during 2020. Where the money reside, where the money reside, where the money reside. It's Atlanta or it's Miami. We can Literally. say that. Because 
Yeah, we spoke about live earlier. Yeah. Atlanta or Miami. So, like, I get it. You know, like, you want to be... But I don't get the bitches that really be... I, and it's because I really know... I'm not going to say I know them personally. You know them personally, so... <laughs> Keep it on the playground. I don't know them personally because I don't know these bitches. These bitches don't got me on social media. But I know of people that really... You... I just... You know what it, my problem is? I just really hate hood booger-ass bitches. Like, I hate bitches that really be... You do all of that to stay in the same place, bitch. Your life is not elevated because you got a new body. Yeah. You didn't do nothing with that new body. Yeah. Do something with it because <laughs> you still in the motherfucking hood and you trapping just like I'm trapping, bitch. You not showing me <laughs> you nothing. You not trapping. Like what the fuck? <laughs> Clean that up. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. Like you basically getting to the same thing. Like what the fuck are you talking about? Like bitch, like you done took out a loan to get your body done to get back to the hood. So like you didn't I, get back yet. That's why I say like you're not trapping because you actually have a job. You what have you have a degree. You have like Let things me, going for you. Like, like, these girls, like, they really don't have it. So, it's, like, their best bet is to go get their body done and hope for the best. Like, that's really their best bet. No, they need to be having a motherfucking, um, what is the fucking, the little fucking board that you make? Not a vision board. Yes, they have a vision <laughs> board. Like, what the fuck? Come, come, let me tell you something. If I was a bitch, like, really on my fucking shit. Let me tell you, if I get my body done, if you think Harlem is going to see me after I get my body done, I'm plugged in with who I need to, I'm moving to where I need to move to to get plugged in. Yeah, niggas, there's nothing here for me in Harlem. Yeah. But my fucking family, that's it. I'm, I'm off this. I did not get my fucking body done to come back to 2 -fifth. Yeah, it's yeah, it's a tough world. I'm not doing it's, that. It's really a tough world because like you no. go to places like Atlanta. I'm in Atlanta. I'm with Jada now. You go to places like Miami, and it's like the whole club got their body done. You know, so you're nothing special at that point. Mm. Well, yeah, but you ain't that special here either. It's tough, through and through. Like I, I can't. <laughs> it's tough. <laughs> it, 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 it is tough. Like, and it you know, tough. usually like I'm a straight shooter. It's a madhouse. It's a sad house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like this one, like I can't even like I want to, but I can't. As far as the boys go, like I get it. Like you driving a nice car, like bitches want to nigga with a car. Like they don't want no foot draggers at this point. Oh like, my god, please don't <laughs> me. Please cut it out. Cut you it gotta out. have a car. So if you gonna have a car, yeah, my like, ass don't drive y'all. Right. <laughs> I got the nerve, right? Right. To be like you don't drop, you ain't got what? And no, you gonna shame these men again? Yeah, because <laughs> that's why I got the fucking offer. Be my fucking chauffeur. Yeah, so that's that's just sad. And put it in a, and make sure that I'm I'm in a fucking nice car with the red interior. Gotta be the red interior. Maserati, me please. My checkpoint Hellcat, is coming. Ma'am. Ma'am, please. Okay. My checkpoint this week is coming from. Suki with the good coochie. They call me Suki with the good coochie. You Suki know you don't like her. Fish box. <laughs> you know you don't like her That's the thing. Suki the porn star. Mama's recently tweeted. Mm -mm. And yeah, she was like, "Do y'all think couples should have a cheat day, where both of them? <laughs> <laughs> oh, bitch, what? Where both of them can cheat? I'm thinking on a about diet. <laughs> no." Where both of them can cheat on a particular day as long as they agree it is never coming out. How do you feel? Wait, what? What is the Let last Let me reread. Do y'all think couples should have a cheat day 
a day where both of them can cheat on a particular <laughs> a particular day as long as they agree it never comes out. So is this saying like every Thursday I get to cheat? It's given like the purge. You know like the purge? Oh my God. <laughs> what? <laughs> the one day that you kill everybody. That's the name of the episode. The fucking purge. No. What the fuck? The purge? The purge. Like the day you get out your system and then you come back home. <laughs> uh, I'm not agreeing with this because y'all be making fun of bitches who, who men cheat on them and they stay. But that's like we both oh, agreed upon it. As as never gonna come out. Honestly, like, I'm a line. You speak. Okay. I'm a line because, like, I'm personally for having an open relationship once you get to that point. Like, you know, like, three, four, five years in, you know, y'all. Three years in, you want to have an open relationship? Yeah, like. I'm crying. Three years, we're supposed to know each other in and out. You know my bad. You know my good. I know your bad. I know your good. We traveled. We had all the fun. Like, I know your nooks and crannies. You know my nooks and crannies. We probably had a threesome. At the, after that point, I feel like, okay, you know, we can see what's going on. But a purge day, like, one day. A purge day? How frequent is it? Is this, like, once a month? A cheat day. It's, like, once it's a month up to once you. a week. It could be once a month. Or it's it could once, be a once a week is really old fucking day. Or it could be once a year. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think for me, it depends on the frequency of I such. feel like, especially, like, we have to, like, put... Honestly, protection I'm not sure. needs to be involved oh, through absolutely. and through. Definitely protection and. Bro, I'm not. Nah, hold on, nah. I got no. Nah, I got PTSD. I got PTSD. You had a cheat day in the past. No, I never had a cheat day. But I'm just <laughs> saying, like, being like someone who has dated somebody who was in a relationship, <laughs> like that is fucking PTSD. Like I just general. No, nah, I I could not do that. <laughs> I'm literally triggered right now. Why? I'm so triggered because I know how that feels to be in, like, being that other person. So, like, knowing that that person is in a relationship, right? And whatever. And you might have developed whatever you developed with that other person that you're. It's one day. But my thing, oh, so I'm thinking about frequency. That's what I'm thinking about. <laughs> I'm thinking about frequency because say if you're cheating, say if it's like once a week. Like, you are establishing a fucking relationship, a rapport with this bitch. <laughs> like, that's OD. Like, no, you're bugging. We said a cheat day. I don't know how I, a cheat day. Like, I definitely do operate with the lens of that. Even when you're in a relationship, I think that you can find other people attractive and be like, yeah, like, I will fuck you, like, blah, 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 but not act on that. I don't, this is too much for me. <laughs> My mind is really, like, spinning. It's all over the place. No, it is. Like, I don't know actually what I feel. Wow. Like, I'm not sure. This like, is a first. Part of me wants to say, like, yes, I'm a line. <laughs> but you're not. But the other part of me is, like, if I'm, I don't, I'm triggered, y'all. I feel like I a cheat day would be fun. Yeah. I'm Man, down you, you with us having a threesome. No, I'm down with us having a threesome. I'd rather us have a threesome than Buffalo Cheat Day. I'm not doing that. <laughs> Especially not with no nigga. Oh no. Hell no. I'm from the four, but I love me a three. <laughs> I'm from the four, but I love me a threesome. Like, hello. Like, nah, I'm not doing actually. Mm-mm. I'm not doing that. Tell us your thoughts on this cheat day, y'all. Child. Let us know in the comments how y'all feel. 
And let's transition over into our checkmate portion of the show. Yes, y'all. Get into it, please. We're going to get serious, y'all. I know we had a little fun episode, y'all, but now we're about to this get serious. This has definitely been fun. I've been this laughing is, all episode. This has been a real goodie. Um, so, our checkmate goes to the state of Tennessee this week. Please. Tennessee lawmakers have passed a bill that will withhold funding from schools when students are taught about systematic racism and white privilege. Mm -mm. Yes, you heard that correctly. Um, The bill has been officially cleared through the General Assembly. It has passed the conference committee that discussed the description of what critical race theory is. Um, I'm going to give just some general, you know, I'm going to run through about what their guidelines are about this bill and then I'm going to get into the asses. Please. Um, so under a previous amendment, um, schools would not include the following subjects in their teaching curriculum or allow teachers to use materials that include the following concepts. These are concepts that relate to one race or sex is inherently superior to another race or sex. Um, This is an individual should be discriminated against or receive adverse treatment because of their race or sex, Um, um, meritocracy, um, a bunch of other stuff. Mm -hmm. And this is utterly disgusting. Like, literally, please do not let the fact that we have a black female vice president distract you from what this racist country is. Yeah. Okay? Please do not let that distract you. Um, The amendment claims that it would not stop schools from teaching about the history of an ethnic group. Um, But, however, they want to... But, basically, it will be a violation if a school basically explicitly teaches about racism... Systematic. Mm -mm. And white privilege. And I just don't see a world where... Y'all know that I work in education. And my particular mission is to achieve equitable outcomes for black and brown kids across not only New York City, but just across the country. Mm -hmm. And I just don't even see a fucking world. Being in education in this past year, being remote, right? right? And in a pandemic, you cannot get away from talking about every social issue that's happening. Social justice right now is so embedded in school curriculum mm-hmm. that if your school isn't talking about it, you're doing something wrong. Yeah. So, I don't know too much about mother- Where the fuck is Tennessee on the map? Mm-hmm. Point that bitch out. I don't even know. And that's the product of the public school education system. Because <laughs> I, I sucked at fucking geography. Really? Yeah, I did. I don't know where shit is at. Like, I don't know north and whatever. It doesn't matter. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where the fuck anything. I'm really looking this up, y'all. Hold on. OMG. Is this like the Midwest? Yeah, it's like above Atlanta, basically. What they said? Oh, yes, it is. You're small. Looked it up. Yeah, child. This is not where I plan to go. This is a couple places. I feel like I spoke about this before. This is a couple places I don't care about. Ever. Like, it could fall off the fucking continent. Okay, so this is the South. And I would not give a fuck. Like, yeah, this is classified as the South. Let me just tell you something. This is just so. 
It's just sad. It's just so sad. It's just really disgusting behavior, right? It's just sad that... But also, I think it speaks volumes and its implications of the four years that we had a Trump. Yeah. And how much bigotry and how much hatred he spewed. But let's not give him all But of, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. definitely not saying that he is the root cause, but I just feel like it speaks it volumes exists. to that. It exists. Right? And I feel like in this country, we applaud accolades. So we applaud that Kamala Harris is the first VP, right? And, and that makes us feel like things have changed, right? Mm-hmm. Obama was the first black, black, black president for eight years. That we makes us Mama's feel... coming on the coin. Right. That, that <laughs> makes us feel like things have changed. But in the root... Like, on the ground level, this is what's being done, right? This is, what's, this is what potentially is being passed, right? And these kids oh, are going to grow passed, up. honey. Yeah, passed. These, these kids are going to grow up, and they're going to go about their life, and guess what? This is the root of their education, right? Mm-hmm. And so by the time that they get to college, and when they are interacting with, because I would imagine Tennessee, I don't know who the fuck lives in Tennessee. Do black people live in Tennessee? Yeah. Okay. But black people everywhere. Black people do be everywhere, but I feel like when black people are in like those weird states like Tennessee and like Ohio, because they yeah. can't run. Anywho, <laughs> I just want to run. Go, go on. <laughs> yeah, I, I would take us off. I'm not going to do that. Don't take us um, off track. I'm not. I'm not. Um, but I just feel like when these when these kids, and I'm specifically talking about white kids, right? when they get to university, when they get to college and they are interacting with people from different ethnic backgrounds, different cultural backgrounds, like, this is their like, I remember being in being in New Paltz and being in a classroom full of people being like this is my first time I saw black people Really? What class was this? Disgusting. So, a sociology class at that. Yeah. Right? And so I'm like, if this is the first time you saw black people, how the fuck in sociology talking about racism sexism and all type of shit and you ain't never like at that point I'm not gonna say it's too late but it's a lot harder to unlearn and to unpack a lot of shit that you've been taught from we know that kids as young as five are aware of race yeah. And racism. And colorism. And colorism. They equate being black with being bad. They equate being white with being good and being favorable. We know these things. Mm-hmm. And so I don't understand how even a fucking a state government, how, how I don't really know too much about government and what the fuck what yeah. works and who got to say about what, but I don't even know how the fucking federal government that oversees the, the larger educational system of our country how can you even allow this to even be a thing? Yeah. It's sad. It's definitely sad. And, I mean, this is a thing that I fight so hard for because the America is rooted in, you know, pull yourself up by the bootstraps. And if you get an education and then you get a job and you do this, then you'll have everything. And education, really, in this country, is supposed to be the great equalizer. And it's right? Not. It's like, oh, if you get a great education, then you'll be on the same playing field as everyone else. And it's not, right? Because we know that so many barriers exist. We know that there are so many schools that are under, you know, resourced and underfunded and et cetera. And then you add this on it where you're really funding for schools, for public schools. Mm -hmm. And 
I'm not talking about charters. I'm talking about like the public schools of your city and your town. Yeah. That shit. When I'm talking about like niggas really count the motherfucking dollar in the cents, mm-hmm. like it goes down in these meetings. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just crazy too because I think about like my personal POV and like my personal um, journey through the public school system. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember learning anything about systematic racism and anything of the sort. Like, and the most they taught us about was slavery. And they kept it at that. And that's unfortunate. Like, they made it seem like a thing of the past. Mm-hmm. You know? The whole time, we still in slavery. Literally. But it's like, during that time, too, like, I didn't really feel it because, like, I grew up uptown, you know? Like, yeah. Everyone in my class was black and Latin. Like, mm-hmm. literally, like, there was no white people. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it got to a point, too, where, like, all the Latin people looked alike to me. (laughs) And it's sad to say, but, like, I I was at that point because it was so much. Like, yeah, so it, that sounds terrible to say, actually. All the, all the the Latins look alike? All the Latinx people look alike. Ciao. Rodriguez, no, I'm playing. But I have, like, a few, like, people I really fucked with, you know. But, (laughs) yeah, so... Like, I didn't really experience that until I went to college, you know? But I wasn't surprised that it existed because I heard about it being a thing of our history, you know? So, it's just crazy overall. But the fact that they're, like, trying to withhold funding, (laughs) if it is being taught, like, that's... Federal fucking funding. That's the crazy part. State funding. Like, that is disgusting. Like, what type of leverage is that? Yeah, that that's the crazy like, part. Like, really telling teachers, like, you cannot... Mm, ch- mm, mm, this because is why truthfully, I'm out of the motherfucking school building. Truthfully, like, that would make... Education is another fucking business. Let me tell you, education oh, is nothing but a fucking business. Everybody okay? knows that. Everybody knows Period. that. But I feel like, too, like, if it was taught... Like, I feel like a lot of things would have went differently because, like, a lot of the people I went to school with didn't go to college, jail, dead. <laughs> like, is they had that type of ending to their story. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if systematic racism and, like, different things were taught through that time... Because pretty much for a lot of people, like, high school was the end of their education. You know, some people yeah. didn't even go past ninth grade. Mm-hmm. So that was being taught and, like, people were informed about the barriers that are in place to, like, not let them, you know, thrive in this world. Like, maybe they would have... And it's unfortunate because I feel like we only get to these words and, like, having that knowledge of, like, calling it systematic or institutionalized racism once we get to college, right? Like, we might have lived it and experienced it in our K-12 through education, but we don't have the word for it. Yeah. Right? Like, we're not taught what that is until we make it to college. We're not taught that it's, like, a thing. Like, we're taught that it's, like, very situational. Yes. Yes. Or we see... We experience it and we process it as being like situational. Or we make, or we are taught that it's unique to you, right? Like, because you experience this, right? 
Child, it's just fucked up. It's just sad because, like, even I believe, like, a couple episodes ago, too, like, you brought the concept of what is it, school to prison, the pipeline? Yeah. And that's, like, a clear thing looking back. So the fact that things like that won't be discussed. Listen, we know that educational outcomes really are key predictors in a person's success, in their health, in their. Um, you know, salary in there, whatever. Like, we know that education is one of those key predictors on where you will end up in life. Yeah. And the fact that they are doing something that prohibits and even stagnates or limits kids' educational outcomes is disgusting. So for that, you get the checkmate of the motherfucking week, bitches. Period. And that wraps up episode 38 of the Checkers Podcast. Tell a friend to tell a friend to check us out. Follow us on Instagram at the Checkers Podcast. And follow us on Twitter at the Checkers Pod. Okay. Bro, what is this Checkers? Baby, you was playing (laughs) Checkers.